0: Welcome back to Steam Powered Scoundrels, a Malifaux podcast. Episode 34B, five-year anniversary special.
1: The questions! The questions! The
2: questions! Okay,
1: we have... This is going to do this in a a Friday down format, so we've got an order. The order is Nate Me... Roman Victoria. Yep. Question number one: Do you remember your first RPG character?
0: Yes, I do. So my first RPG character, because I actually before I played D and D as my first RPG, I had played a video game on the Xbox called Dungeons and Dragons Heroes, which had a halfling character, and at the time I didn't know that a halfling was basically a hobbit. Because mm-hmm. the halfling was, at that point, very different. Like, very, like, agile and sneaky and very different from the hobbit of Lord of the Rings. And then I kind of figured it out and met that happy middle ground of sneaky halfling and kind of fat, happy hobbit. And so my first character was Kendis Marr, who was a halfling rogue and has evolved greatly because... I've made multiple versions of the characters for multiple games, and I consider multiple realities where this character exists as a template, but in different classes. Yes. So, like, he started off... Yeah, exactly. So, like, he started off as a rogue in one reality. That reality kind of disappeared. The next reality, which was, like, a repeat of the first reality, but slightly different, he became a warlock of the Fae. And then so on and so forth. There's various realities where different events happen. Butterfly Effect where like something different will happen, and he'll take up a different class. So, like there's one where he's a paladin, one where he's a war- uh, sorcerer, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So that's my first character, very, very kind of cut and print halfling rogue type character that can be applied to different classes as needed.
3: Is Warlock Kendis really the second one?
0: Yes, Warlock Kendis is not the original, despite him being the most prevalent.
3: No, one. I I thought he was way later.
0: No, he's okay. He's, he- He's the one I played the most because the the rogue version was like almost a demo. Because that was like that first time I would run D&D. I run it at the, the band Lock-In where I ran this this halfling rogue. And then I played, I played with Jake once. And that's where his first character, Dragonborn Paladin, and this halfling rogue first interacted. And then I scrapped that whole game and rewrote it as this halfling warlock and this dragonborn paladin and the other characters who eventually entered into that game so that was the one that i played the most and he was the most involved character of the of the kendises that exist
3: of the kendai if you will
0: the kendai yes Mm -hmm. plural coming
3: next summer the kendai cinematic universe
1: oh me it's me it's you it's doug you're doug okay uh this sucks because uh okay First ever character I rolled up, and I don't really consider this my first because this was never really actually applicable to RPGs, but this was back in high school, (laughs) and uh, my first character was Adara the Rose, which was a dual-wielding ranger build from 3.5, because I thought dual-wielding was really cool in high school. It is. But, again, I never really role-played her t- a whole ton. But, apparently, I have a thing for uh, choosing female characters in RPGs. Uh, both vi- like video game and tabletop. Not as, like, a a creep sort of thing, no. but not it's not. a case of, like, gaming, especially back in, like, the 90s and even the 2000s. It's, very, it's a huge, massive sausage fest. So, female characters are still rare because most of the time people would just pick the same gender they are. So I was like, you know, let's just balance that out. Because it doesn't have any sort of effect in game. So let's let's just be a girl. Cool.
2: Why not? Why
1: not? But, okay, let's go to college. The first GURPS game I played, I was just handed a character sheet, pretty much. So that doesn't count. Second GURPS game I played was a zombie survival one. And I don't remember his last name, but I went with Larson. As his first name. Why are you holding your hand in your head? I don't have any problems with Larson. He was just, I had this weird thing, like, in every zombie survival game I've played since then, I wanted to be a fireman.
2: I'm holding my hands in my head, because I remember myself and my college roommate made characters for this zombie survival game, and she chose to be blind.
1: Oh, uh, Yeah. See, the thing about GURPS is that you have a, like a, just a giant... It's a giant point buy system, so you can also... You can buy points for your base stats as well as points for skills and stuff. And you can take negative like negative and positive modifiers, and the negative modifiers would give you more points. Yeah. And blind was an option. <laughs> but anyways, so yeah, Larson was a former fireman, because this is a zombie apocalypse. Because I thought like, hey, you know what? The the coat that firemen wear, that's pretty much buy-proof. That was my logic, so... Ever since it kind now.
0: of is. Like, yeah, that was
1: like the character I went. I was like, that's actually kind of smart, I think. Mm-hmm. I was a clever boy. <laughs> but yeah, those those were my first RPG characters. Not my favorites ones, though, because that's, that's Galusia. Galusia. Galusia started... Okay, this is not part of the question being asked, but I got to reiterate the reason behind Galusia. Galusia was in my current through the breach campaign, almost done. We're on the last person's uh, destiny step, but I wanted to do sort of an illusion-y, things are not as it seems kind of uh, session, and I needed sort of a figurehead behind that. And at that point, we had no idea where Fortune was, Fortune the Tyrant. So I made a character and said that he was the avatar of Fortune, sort of like how Rasputina was... It is was the kind of the the avatar of December, and he had his like underground just betting casino thing going on, and the name Galusia really dumb, but all it is is an anagram of Caligula, hmm. and no one. F- it. No one found that out. I
0: think I knew that. I think you told us. But goddamn! It, but it that's, sounds that's like so it sounds good. like
1: a name that's kind of weird, but like believable enough. Like yeah, you yep. can see someone with the name of Gal.
0: That's why it works but in the Star Wars
1: game too. Getting to role play that character was so damn fun because I just went for the most PG thirteen hedonism you could fucking get to. Because when you think Caligula, it's going to be like. Gross stuff. I was like, "What if I limit myself to just being excessive, but like kid friendly or relatively kid friendly?" Which was just a fucking blast. I think at one point he was like in a solid gold peacock costume, and people were whipping him with money.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he is a great npc to bounce off
1: it was a blast oh no was great. And i loved him so much that he just he shows up in a he lot of back. things including including I star mean, wars naturally. yeah but okay that's that's my first going back to the actual topic that was my first rpg character next up is roman so my first rpg
3: character is or was just to literally try out Uh, DD 3.5 was a ranger who i have forgotten the name of it was literally i've never done this before let's do a dungeon crawl pick a class and let's go i remember that that did not grow into anything because the guy running it thought he was super clever and he was honestly but we ended up waking up a, a lich in this like ancient indiana jones style dungeon kind of a thing but the lich was like friendly but what wasn't
1: for the friend of Luch.
3: It was it was weird. He 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 had something he wanted to do, and we were there to do the same thing, basically.
1: D and D alignment system's dumb, yes. Yeah.
3: But the 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 thing that made the DM like have no interest in continuing this is the things that were guarding his phylactery, which was oddly nearby. Were basically the uh, the angels from Doctor Who, which at this point I had not watched, but just in the way he was describing it he was going to have us be like rolling saves to see when you blink. And so I start role-playing. I'm going, it was very clear after missing one or two of them. It's like, Oh, that's when that's happening. Okay. I'm going to literally sit here and describe myself as closing one eye. And whenever I need to blink the other one, I will open the first eye and close the other
1: one. You met it. You son of a bitch. Yeah.
3: And I was, I was told at this point, entirely new to role-playing, like do what you would do. In this like figure out what yeah. your character would do later, do what you would do. and that's and the Romans kind of, a
0: clever boy.: Yeah,
3: that's the kind of stupid shit I think I would do. And to the point like we had to go back up a, a spiral staircase to get out of this thing. so I'm like leaving I, I'd for some reason bought like 10 silver or not silver, but steel mirrors. so I was just leaving them on the stairs to where you could keep looking at them. So we got to the point where we could like trip a trap that closed off the whole place and that just kept the angel things in there. And I flustered him so bad. He didn't want to play anymore.
2: (laughs) Wow. Okay.
3: Cause he, he was like, he had talked to me about Dr. Who earlier that night and I'm like, yeah, I've never watched it. He's like, oh, and I I think he Uh thought I was lying to him (laughs) or something like that. Anyway, that was a a test character. The first one I actually made with any kind of idea behind was, uh, still in 3.5. And I knew I wanted to play a magic user but the I, I didn't like the way wizards worked in 3.5. I didn't want to be like, well, I need to plan out exactly the spells I need for today to to work. So give me a sorcerer. And uh, the DM I was playing with at that point had a very cool world built out, and it was basically any uh, magic you, you make, pick a school you go to, kind of like how you do in Through the Breach, you get bonuses for doing stuff. And so what I picked was essentially I can cast metamagics without raising the level of a certain number of levels. And as I go up in, in studies, I can add more levels of metamagic. Effectively, that meant that fairly quickly I was hitting without rolling any damage, like 150% of possible damage all the time. Damn. Well, and, and here's why this worked. The character was not a I want to kill everything guy. That's why he was in school that he was very good at figuring out magic, but he was the, I want to talk to everybody and figure it out. Again, he's a sorcerer cast off charisma. If he got to a point where he needed to obliterate stuff, something had gone very wrong. <laughs> um, And he actually, this, this is interesting. When Nate and I started playing together, both of our two characters interacted in a, a weird way. In the fact that Nate was mentioning the Uh, Kendis kind of became very multiverse. Braith, the first form of him, eventually died a horrible, like, atomic death. There was nothing left. But he had a good buddy, Paladin, who we mentioned earlier, who owed him a life debt and prayed real hard and critted whatever it was that I had exploded off of to rebuild Braith. But the way he worded it, it was like, it wasn't just bring him back from the dead. And... We kind of left with that, but as I came back to it later, it's uh, effectively, take every other Braith out of the multiverse, boil them down to their essence, and find the one speck that would have been this one, and put them all back together. So, whenever we go multiverse hopping, there are no other Braiths, but he keeps running into
0: Kendises. <gasps> this was a this was like a 3 a.m. conversation at denny's that yes as, as only like
3: these conversations can do
0: multiple dungeons and dragons games yes or pathfinder or whatever whatever we're playing at the time yeah oh we're not waiting for you because it's roman who's talking No,
1: i'm, I'm done that's it like i uh, could okay. go on no, we... but
3: we would have to start a new format of steam powered scoundrels that has nothing to do with powerfall
0: <laughs> like and is steamers, just steamers yeah. steamers and dragons <laughs>
3: <laughs> steamers and steam trunks
0: Steam finders. <laughs> that would
1: have to, like, get us to really enjoy D&D, which is, it's okay. Yeah. It's nice, but eh, there's so many At things. At this point, we
3: don't even play that system anymore. We just keep adapting characters we have to new systems.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's the fun part. So it is, it's victorious. Yeah. turn.
2: Okay. Um, so way back in the day... Did they? This when did I was they? in Yahoo chat rooms that I had no business
1: being oh, in shit. Oh shit. God. Oh god.
2: Back when they had various rooms that you could jump between specifically for role playing. I had created <laughs> She is so fucking cringe, so get ready for this. Let's go. Let's do it. I wanna hear it. I had created a purple haired vampire <laughs> yes. named Svetlana. She, Inochi, <laughs> who, had, who was really into leather and had a girlfriend who was a jazz singer. Ooh,
0: young, young Victoria was spicy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um,
2: so that's the very first character I ever role-played. This was all online, all putting in Yahoo. All, put,
0: young Victoria putting us all to shame, honestly. <laughs> None, All of us, Yahoo. none of us were that advanced <laughs> which, one,
1: which one is this I, I missed it I don't know if you even remember her okay you know what I probably ruined the audio by going up and down the stairs repeat yourself
2: okay so starting from the very beginning so Doug is here to okay. react so way back in the day when I was in Yahoo chat rooms that I had no business being in mm-hmm. cringiest character just the yes. cringiest
0: yes maximum purple haired
2: vampire but she Inochi, who had the jazz singer girlfriend and was Spet-Lana. really into leather. <laughs> uh, she totally. was half Russian, half Japanese. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, boy. But oh yes!
1: Mm-hmm. I had
2: fan art of her in everything. <laughs> yes. Okay,
1: this is the first time I've heard this. Really? <laughs> it doesn't doesn't surprise me. I
2: wrote boy. like entire stories. Oh, with them um, so on my like authors.com account. Oh no. Along with all my cringy ass high school poetry.
0: Oh, it's so good. I
1: love it. I mean, that's that's fine. We did, we did cringe. We did yeah, cringy ass everyone, things. Everyone in was with, like cringe.
2: With the one poem that won like fucking awards. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed that.
1: <laughs> awards.
2: Yes. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it won awards on writers.com.
1: Nice. Neat. That I did not know any of this.
2: No, I didn't tell you. The any. first oh, time,
1: okay. the first time you pointed out that you were doing like RP, like role playing stuff on Yahoo, was really? when you asked me to play Jane in a Firefly role play. Shiny,
2: nice, huh?
0: It's Interesting. All information. That's fine.
2: No, I had a ton of OCs. I mean, specifically. For Yahoo chat role plays. Okay,
1: what about tabletop though? First character.
2: Uh, my first tabletop character.
1: That you actually played?
2: That I actually played. Yeah. Um,
1: so ignore the first GURPS game with the blind girl, because that was like an hour and then we gave up.
2: That would be Julia, my sorceress, in the game with the sexiest dwarf alive.
1: Oh, uh, yes. Fargrim, the sexiest
2: Fargrim, dwarf. the sexiest. Nice.
1: I went with a charisma eighteen dwarf paladin. Nice. With an ab window in his armor. Ab window
2: in his armor. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs>
0: oh no. The sexiest dwarf alive.
2: And I had a sorceress named Julia. Mostly did fire sorcery because that's kinda my thing.
0: Man, Fire sorcery is pretty dope.
3: Yes, it is. Can confirm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Much fireball.
2: I'm
1: more of an
0: ice guy myself, but...
1: Me too.
2: But she didn't last very long. Iona and then, lasted
1: longer. Oh, God. I, Iona and Balax. Do we, do we do that or do we move on?
2: I mean, we can we can talk some about some of our characters if you want to.
1: <sighs> Fuck. Okay, real quick. Okay.
2: Um, so Fargrim and Julia didn't last very long. And then we did uh, like the other breach one. Where we did a lot were, of
1: games before we got to these two.
2: Where you were the girl and I was the guy.
1: Oh, oh, your slosh, sloshy juicer yes, balls.
2: Yes, my sloshy, my sloshy juicer <laughs> balls.
1: This was riffs. Yes, riffs, thank you. I think. Um,
2: and then it's we did riffs. a couple different iterations of Cosmic Enforcers, but I think my favorite was Stiletto. Uh huh. And you were blockade slash Armada. Mm-hmm. And then we did the homebrew where I was Freya and you were Kaiser and then Malcolm. Mm-hmm. And then we did iron kingdoms where I was Syria and you were Hans.
1: I was running it though. Hans was mostly just Hans was. Yeah. My, my, my DMGM characters aren't dicks about like taking over the narrative. It's mostly just a case of, I need a character there to sass other people. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, for me, for me, that's what Kendis was. Cause I was always the DM. Like, Tendis has almost never been a PC character. He's almost always been a GM character.
1: Yeah. Well, my one normal stand-in for for GM characters is usually named Kaiser. That's a, that's a handle I go through go with a lot.
2: Kaiser's a good name. Yeah. Um and then we did Blitzkrieg for a while. Yes. Where you were Kaiser and I was Amelia.
1: My homebrew uh, fucking Mecha RPG. Yeah that I really need to get into, because it had some really good concepts to it. Mm
2: -hmm. And then I think we got into the one through the Breach game, where you were Ferris and I was Margaret. Mm -hmm. And then we did...
1: Ferris, the character that is based off of the artwork for Steam Pirate Scoundrels, by the way.
2: And then we did a couple of D&D campaigns, but I think the one that actually got off the ground was Balix and Iona.
1: It's Seriously, people, this this is worth the weird, like, super duper off-topic tangent thing, I feel like. Because these characters were great. They were great. They were adopted siblings. Adopted siblings by, by gnome parents, neither of them being gnomes.
2: Iona is a half-elf.
1: Ballix, uh will tell you that he is a full-blooded human, but he is, in fact, a wood elf. <laughs> His His entire shtick is that he hates elves. I mean, who doesn't? will refuse to admit that he is in fact one to the point where he has actually cropped his own ears like a pit bull. And uh, he is a trash-dwelling conspiracy theorist. Hence the name Balox Jones. Balox Jones. God damn it. (laughs) Fucking sorcerers Uh, turn on the frogs gay.
3: Oh, no.
2: Although technically your name is uh, Balex Namfoodle Knackle.
1: Alexander, thank you. Alexander
2: Namfoodle Knackle.
1: But as like a couple, it's we we like to bounce off each other, but mm-hmm. it's a lot e- it's a lot easier to do when you have like backstory that puts you together. But being in a relationship is kind of bland, and also makes other people uncomfortable a lot of the time. So we decide, like, we'd be siblings, but we don't want to play the same race. So how does this work? They'll be adopted siblings. What kind of fucking weirdos are going to adopt non children that aren't their race? And that's the answer is no. Gnomes, gnomes,
0: <laughs> gnomes. gnomes are halflings. Yeah. It's,
1: but yeah, that was that was great because Iona was sort of the reasonable one. Balak sort of being the she was fucking also, weirdo.
2: She was also a little bit of a psychopath who was really into S- fire.
1: Slight, slight psychopath. Balak got himself a, a cloak, a cloak of Arachne very early on in the oh, campaign, Jesus. so he was never on the floor. Oh
2: god, causing all sorts of problems.
1: can't working. Fucking Adopting partial the fucking troll. I adopted a troll baby. That wasn't a baby. It was just a head that was slowly regenerating, and that <laughs> eventually led to a partial party wipe. <laughs> oh, due to, due to infighting.
2: That was great. So we were trying to go through like be, this dungeon, oh, right? God. And we How ran of into this.
1: We're we gonna keep in here. I don't know.
2: And we ran into this troll. And one of our characters could like shapeshift into an animal, right? So they chose to be a shark, and they ate this troll's head.
1: And if, to be fair, like technically, the, the to, to be fair, technically the troll should have been dead because your tummy is full of acid. But the GM <laughs> However- decided, decided that you know what, know what that thing's just going to start regenerating inside your tum tum sir.
0: Oh, oh no! <laughs> so I had a C section. <laughs>
1: He gave himself a C-section, he gave himself C-section. and I and Balak was just like, "Baby," because <laughs> at that time I was just like, you know what? Actually, just because the way he's lived and the fact that he is technically an orphan that got adopted, he do actually really like children. So he just uh, so like, uh, he grabs his baby and runs up onto the ceiling because his mama, the druid, wants to kill him for some reason. <laughs> which eventually led to infighting and, and people uh, killing each other.
2: One one of the other guys who also wanted to kill this troll took Iona ho- hostage without realizing that she she could dim- dimension door. <laughs> but like the fact that he took her hostage really pissed off our warforged because Iona had a higher like relationship rating with him than this person who took her hostage. <laughs> so he started attacking a guy who took her hostage while Iona dimension doored to a different room. <laughs>
1: Followed by Balags who can just run on the fucking ceiling.
2: Oh, <laughs> yes. So now we have a also a, forge. Like,
1: this is the he is also a rogue, so he can double dash.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: <laughs> just get the fuck out of
0: there.
2: So just like three people died. Three people great. in the party died. It was
1: great. And anyway, anyway, okay, it's fine. Next next question. Next question. question. No, moving why on. Malifaux? Why why Malifaux? over the rest of the Nerdovers.
2: Mm. Okay,
1: first up, we don't have to choose. We can be fans of multiple things. Exactly. As we kind of just showed.
0: Yeah. yeah. Nort. I mean, oh, man.
1: I. Why, okay, how about why Malifaux is a minias game compared to all the other ones? I,
0: I guess, honestly, I mean, a lot of it's just, like, I don't want to say sunk cost, but, like, especially after second edition, like, after I dropped out of 40k and into Malifaux, it got so hard into it, like... It was so you know it it is what Malifaux is and what everyone you know everyone who knows what Malifaux is sings its praises like it's it's a deep game with a lot of great flavor overall like Mm -hmm. it's hard that there's nothing not to love about Malifaux like and especially my little green boys I love I love them all all my little green (laughs) boys and girls they're all my children they're all delightful and I love them all they none of them have done anything wrong ever (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. they're perfect children I think, like,
1: like in the grand mm-hmm. scheme of things they really haven't done much of anything wrong they're probably the purest faction
0: let's be perfectly honest it's because weird never like gives us an opportunity to interact with the main plot they kind of don't want you to make, let's, make let's gremlins watch. the main players you cowards please no Please. I, please, no, I want long this. Wong is, like is the next tyrant. Let's go. No,
3: no, no. Well, oh, here, here's the thing they've done so far is Wong and Brewy have specifically probably been the most effective thing against the Ten Thunders so far just by being spiteful.
0: Fuck those guys. Right? It's true. They're spiteful Fair. bastards. <laughs> spiteful green uh, bastards.
2: Let's get some more fluff with the Bayou just beating up
1: Ten Thunders, please. I'm, yes. I'm game.
0: Yes.
2: I'm down for that.
0: Mm-hmm. Please. More of that.
1: Always,
2: somebody's got to do, do it. I, do
1: I? Should I go into my explanation why I hate the Ten Thunders again? It's been a while since I've explained it. <laughs> because they're Mary Seuss. No, that's
2: not part of this question. There you go. Yes, because
1: it. yeah, yeah, that is it. Because they were kind of the main focus for a lot of Second Edition, and it was a case of like they could do no wrong, mm. and they ended up like saving the world more than once. Mm-hmm. And the only time they like ever failed at anything is because someone else in their faction was doing something. They only could make themselves lose that sort of thing. That that made me frustrated. They're the merry stays of the universe. But not anymore, I think. We'll it's, see. It's, it's better.
0: Mm-hmm. It's better. I still it's need better. to read their book. Oh, I just want to yeah, see them do lose because a few the because the new
3: the new McCabe story is basically the intro to Explorers and it's delightful.
1: Yeah. Oh god, that fucking Masagi versus Karis story made me so mad. Misaki, who is apparently so good at fighting, she's the best stabby girl in the world. But Karis, Karis is like wild and un- and uncontrolled, and she fights so randomly that, that Misaki can't handle it. But oh, wait, Misaki is so good at fighting, she can not fight like the perfect fighter, and she just needs to think about not uh, being normal. And then suddenly she's beating Karis because
2: power Christ friendship or whatever. Or whatever.
1: <laughs> Damn it. Okay
2: answer the question so, oh it's my turn okay it's your turn
1: why the Malifa why malafa over the rest of the universe uh i have a podcast uh <laughs> it's kind of a big thing <laughs> you're you're
0: too deep now
1: okay initially why i got into mouth it was it was cheap and my wife liked it you're welcome. that's that's the reason i started i fell in love with it because of the fluff as weird it is as it is, and I I, I think pe- most people know the story that it initially was just a bunch of random models that weird cobbled a story around to make a game. But they did, they did so fucking good mm-hmm. with this mm-hmm. story explaining everything. And the fact that Malifaux has a little bit of every genre, just about every genre imaginable outside of your typical sci-fi stuff, there is something for everyone. And it fits It fits, and no one else is really doing this quite as well as they are. Uh, Like, Wild West Exodus comes somewhat close, but doesn't have nearly as many disparate, themes and they managed to fold them in there so well it's beautiful and i something resonates with me the idea the entire concept is very bleak it's very down it's very sad but the writing is that kind of doesn't give that much of a shit about it like they'll they'll do depressing stuff but a lot of it still like has that millennial humor (laughs) that that speaks to me so much and so, like that that's what's inspired me to do the damn podcast. I love the fluff so much, and yeah, like it's 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 it is what I spend my free time doing outside of like occasionally watching shows, playing video games, Malfo is what I do. That is what I spend my time doing, and I don't regret it. I don't regret regret the past five years doing this podcast And the past like seven. I've been playing this game getting getting real talk here, Roman
3: Roman, so. A everything that's already been said, as far as just why why I've been sucked into it. I guess the looking at like why I I jumped into it from forty k specifically. Talking mechanically a little bit, I got tired of forty k being just you know figure out the the most efficient way to get the problematic units of your opponent dead, and that's how you win. And I was like, I really like playing with these plastic army people. It's interesting. I get to have like three. Hobbies in one to hang out with people doing, building painting, and playing. I want to keep doing it, but I want the games to be more interesting. So when I start looking into into Malifo second ed, whenever it came out and I was looking at jump and ship from forty k, it's like, oh, you can play this game and potentially not kill anybody. You can win if you have no models left on the table. and so yeah, that that especially adds a little bit more depth to, oh. Roman grabbed second Ed, Brewey, and Colette as his first two masters. Uh, the hard control that's hard to do and the, oh, you know what's the furthest thing from some kind of military power? A stage production. <laughs> yeah. And you can just go, no, no, no. Sure. I'm I'm literally in the middle of rehearsal right now. I know where all of the like, trap doors and pulleys are on my stage. Get off of it, please. Oh, you won't. I will make you fall down.
2: <laughs> Enjoy. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and, and, and really, that just turned into enjoying the game so much of how cinematic it was. And and at the time, all the different uh, attacks being named very specifically for the characters, which is, is still there, but has been toned down for good reasons in, in 3E. That really led to me getting more into the fluff, which then just, it was a self-cycle of reinforcing what i already loved about it and expanding that because as we've already said there's something for everybody if you like steampunk it's there if you like magic in about six different forms it's there if you want multicultural alternate history or just kind of seeing history from multicultural perspectives and then almost doing a sci-fi thing of let's change one thing suddenly there's magic what happens it's there and and the whole world for especially as you mentioned, for being cobbled together, off of we made these minis because we wanted to make cool minis. Like this is this is lightning striking. I'm stuck with it, and I'm not leaving.
0: <laughs> I love you're it. some kind of weird goblin. It's there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. We're up to this one. It's me. It's Victoria. It's first. Victoria.
1: Sorry. God damn it! I do this every time. I've I've tried. Hi. Yes. I've had five drinks at this point. You should slow down. No.
2: Okay. Why Malifaux? Well, first off, I got into Malifaux when Doug was like in the middle of forty k and coming to the end of hero clicks, and Malifaux is just cheaper.
1: (laughs) If we haven't mentioned that before, if we haven't mentioned that, the
2: price point hugely attractive. Mm -hmm. Price point. Second, um, the thing that drew my attention in the first place was the mention of Lilith, and just. The tie to mythology, and there's just so many references. Mm-hmm. All over
0: the place. Just but-
2: everywhere. Just mm-hmm. all over the place.
1: Both to like fiction and nonfiction as mm-hmm. well. Historical references and literary and yes. all that other stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Big trouble in
1: those kind of.
2: They're just all over the place. Just everywhere. <clears> like <throat> you could dig into every single model and find something, which I love. Because I'm a big nerd. Um,
1: if we haven't mentioned, yay!
2: But like specifically, why Malifo over 40k is the price point? Honestly, like if 40k was cheaper,
1: I would have all the sisters. Oh, sisters. well, no, no, you wouldn't because they just now came out with plastic sisters after you two decades. You know
2: what I mean? Yeah, you like, know what I mean.
1: Like, would we have would we have kept up with 40k if Malifo did not exist? I'm not sure.
2: Maybe not, but like. If forty k was cheaper, I would probably also be collecting sisters. If Guild Ball had stuck around, probably be doing more Guild Ball. But um, what really got me with Malifaux was the aesthetic and the references. Those are the two big ones for me. Just because I've always really been into like the Victorian era.
1: I wasn't. I didn't care for it that much, and also cowboy stuff. But for some reason. <laughs> I just really liked Malifaux, and that got me into it. And now I I love that that setting.
2: You liked Space Cowboys before Malifaux, though.
1: Fair. I like Weird West. I don't really like Wild West.
2: Fair. And Malifaux is
1: very Weird West. It's it's a hundred percent Weird West. Mm-hmm.
2: But I was I was already into like the Victorian fashion type of aesthetic, so that was part of it. But I'm I'm gonna say it's probably mostly the aesthetic and the price point.
1: Okay. Question also, well, question two, but this is technically three. Or uh, yeah. stupid Google Docs didn't number this correctly. Three, <laughs> three tips about marrying a nerd. What? Okay, this is. I'm not is, sure
2: what that means. To
1: be fair, we accepted all questions, and mm-hmm. uh, this is this is what we have to deal with. Um, so technically, only three of us can answer that question. I mean, Although, Roman's, Roman's a long Roman is a long term. Roman,
0: Roman's close enough that you it counts. might
2: as well. He might as well.
1: Okay. Uh, let's see. We don't even need to like go down the list. I think tip, tip number one, get into and understand what your partner likes, even if you're not into it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cause one, you might actually end up getting into it. And two, you can listen and understand what they're talking about and not be bored or frustrated. Yes. (laughs) Um, another tip and anyone, please, please help.
2: Um, from a female perspective, if you want to get with a nerd girl, you can't be gatekeeping.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh God, no.
2: I think that's that's a big one.
1: Yeah it, here's here's the th- it came up a few years ago and every once in a while it rears its ugly head. but I feel like gaming is one of the last bastions of disgusting misogyny mm-hmm. And I don't think Malpho had nearly has that much of a problem as other games. But it's it's still a bit of a problem, and w- one of those problems, obviously, is, is gatekeeping amongst other many, many other things. But yeah, you are not going to get anyone by gatekeeping. Why the fuck? Why the fuck would you want to make your community smaller? What the fuck is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, come on.
2: Like, fake nerd girls are not a thing. I am just gonna throw that out there. No girl is pretending to be into nerdy things to get with you.
1: And, okay, here's the thing. If, even if they did exist, they're bringing attention to your hobby and community. Which brings people. What's, what's wrong with that? Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that.
3: Yep. Well, and an ultimately, like, being a nerd is being excited about a thing you like. Mm-hmm. We all started somewhere, as we've mentioned here in this. You don't start and are suddenly an expert. Yes. You, you go, I am interested in this. How can I learn more? And you don't know where everybody else that comes up to exactly, and and you don't know where everybody else that comes into your community is on that journey. If they're just coming into the community for this specific fandom, for lack of a better term, probably you know fairly early on in that journey. Or they could be coming in from having moved somewhere, and they know more than you do. You don't freaking know. Shut up mm-hmm. and just talk to them like a regular people. Turns out yeah. there's a tip: girls are people. Just, Girls
2: are human. Just like yeah. your
3: bros. Talk to them like they're people. Listen to them like they're people. Treat them like one of the boys.
2: But also, even if they have been in the hobby for longer than you, and they know less, not everybody has to be an expert to enjoy something. Exactly.
1: No. Yeah. This is. I don't. What are we still on? Like tip number two? Or what? I have I don't, no I don't idea. What I think is. it's kind of modular at we're this point. Kind of. Yeah. Have we ever taken anything seriously? No. Nah.
0: We're just giving like, out tips. No,
1: no. We're actually taking this question seriously, but like the structure of it, we need to come up with three yeah. tips. Is not what we're taking. So, yeah. Anyways,
0: I think if I to add anything, it's just you know be interested in the things that you know you don't have to like dive in fully, but you know. Provide that listening ear. Like your partner likes something, you know, engage, take, take a glance at it. And then you enjoy something, share it with them. Who knows? Mm -hmm. They'll find common ground somewhere.
3: Right. But on the other flip side of that, understand that just like, like neither you nor your partner need to be in love with a thing that the other one of you is in love with to that same extent. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes. But you Mm -hmm. also
3: don't want to be like, you like it it's not my yeah. thing I don't ever want to hear about it like uh-huh. you at least exactly. want to hear about it so you you can talk to them about things they're your partner for a reason
2: yes
1: I forgot what I was going to say okay that's good now that's th- that's that, t- that sounds good. That's three-ish funny. tips about that's, marrying that's sort of,
0: somewhere okay. around three tips for being in a relationship with another nerd
3: next episode will of course be a new format of relationship advice
0: from the scoundrels.
2: please uh, this is now um, steam powered
0: relationship advice
2: dear <laughs> dear Mrs. Steams Dear Mrs. <laughs> it. it All is right, nope, now. That is happening.
0: <laughs> that is happening. Too late. Okay, so
1: Victoria, uh, uh, when she's bored, peruses TikTok, and apparently there's a lot of very stupid men on TikTok. So, <sighs> <What?
0: laughs>
1: so like, despite the fact that I've literally only been in
0: relationship
1: it. it only I've literally been in relationship with one person my entire life. I feel like I understand women more than a good portion of.
0: So <laughs> you really. treat us like people. Same you, fucking honestly.
2: It's because you treat
0: us like people. Okay. Doug. As, yes. as a stupid man on the internet, <laughs> I still feel like I know more than most men on the internet. Likewise. About women? Yeah, okay. exactly. There we let's, go. Let's, that's let's, what my stupid we'll drunk brain's trying to say. Well,
2: well, the dealio here is that you treat women like people. And like that's the baseline. Oh, if I mean, you do it. that, you're already it's, like...
1: That's really fucking simple. That's kind of pathetic. Anyway. Hey, question number th- Four. Four. What kind of music, or just explain music? I added this question. This is a question yeah. for Doug.
2: The uh, the ragtime, uh, sort of. Yeah, do, okay, do, so do, do.
1: starting a podcast, unless you really don't I don't want to say you really don't care, but I feel like you need some sort of intro and outro. That's just—it's mm-hmm. kind of standard. So when you're creating a podcast, you got to go out and find stuff. And Unless you're really wanting to pay for something, you find something free. And the guy who does that is Kevin MacLeod. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin, Kevin MacLeod. Kevin <laughs> MacLeod. So you—the the problem with the only problem with Kevin MacLeod is that you're going to have heard that song somewhere else, somewhere in the world.
0: <gasps> oh my god! Other the podcasts.
1: Fucking- or YouTube videos.
2: The fucking, like, whatever the monkeys one is. Just the... I know I'm what you're talking about.
0: You know what I'm talking I about, I know exactly yes. what you're talking about, because I've heard the title and I know the song. Yeah. And I can't
1: remember it, but... Yeah, so... That's how we got the music and stuff. Roman, you are turning purple.
2: Roman, that's, what's happening? That's weird.
1: I don't know. Your, your camera's got, like... Like a bunch of pixelations. Like your room is filled with dicks, and it's very purple. He's
2: he's being he's being beamed up.
1: Oh, okay. Clearly, the, the mothership
2: very is uh, taking
3: me up to uh, re-inject me with the human disguise juice.
2: They gotta they gotta reinforce your uh, human disguise. For, okay, so for, for your reptilian form.
1: For first music. Um, the typical anime understanding is that you got to have an exciting one and a chill one. So
0: it's monkeys spinning monkeys Kevin
2: Yes, thank you.
0: <laughs> I had to search it. I had to know.
2: <laughs> I've heard it on so many. So <laughs>
1: many things! <laughs> so, Daryl Kevin gave us five card Shovel, which I think is like the key music in Steam Powered Scoundrels mm-hmm, because yeah. it's the outro for all of our formats, yes. regardless. And even, like, I'm sure I could go out and, like, Fiverr and get some actual custom music made for the show at this point.
0: At this point, it's so iconic.
2: Villainous Treachery and Five Card Shuffle work so well. Mm
1: -hmm. I am only willing to do that for the intros, because Five Card Shuffle is the show at this point.
2: Yeah, it's...
1: I love
0: that so much. But Villainous
2: Treachery... Yeah,
0: with the, the, with, the, with the yeah with the train at the start. Yeah. No, it's it's too. Don't, 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 okay, don't, don't, okay don't, don't, so don't. like so like villainous
1: treachery, the train and the whistle are three different bits of audio. Mm-hmm. Villainous treachery is from Kevin. The train starting up and the whistle. I don't know where I got them. It works feel, really well though. Like it mm-hmm. I feel things. real bad because were- like I want to credit them in the credits, but I don't remember where they came from. It's Campbell so audio. I'm like sorry. Well, the thing is is that I pitched up the train whistle because it didn't sound quite right, and I think I sped up the train sound.
2: Okay, but if you recognize the train and the whistle, please let us know so uh, we can credit one, you. One,
1: don't sue us, and then two, let us know so we can credit you. I'm sure it's sample it audio, and I'm sure here. nobody's Yeah, really? no. I don't think it was free.
0: <laughs> I don't oh, remember. No. Honestly,
1: I don't remember. Oh, like, no. Like, Kevin's thing credit was very off. obvious. Like, hey, uh, just, just credit me, and that's just all you please. fucking need. Whereas this one was just... I don't... I just don't... It was something to do with train sounds. Please don't sue us. Anyways. Well, was the crime boy. Fr- Friday Night Photo. Oh. Oh. So yeah. next,
3: next episode will be a new format of the Steam Prison Scoundrels after we are sued and uh, taken away for the train whistle.
1: Okay, Shh. let's let's move on. Friday Night photo came around. I need something new, because... The train stuff was was Durr. very steam powered scoundrels. What seems like a like a fight on Friday night? That's pro wrestling. So I eventually got a hold of oh fuck. What is the name? I listen to the credits every once in a while.
2: Durr. Durr.
1: Whatever the credits say is the name Durr. of the song. That that cool like uh, guitar riff thing going on here. Um, I sourced the crowd noise from something else again. I don't remember what. I apologize. God, but. I-, I liked doing that because initially it was a case of like find someone who was a part of Friday Night Photon and force them to do the intro. Because unlike Steam Powered Scoundrels, you don't say the title name in Friday Night Photon. Friday Night Photon is just. Uh, Welcome to Friday Night Live from X originally was The Pits.
2: The Pits of Malifa City. But we
1: upgraded to Malifa Ringside, which is technically the same place, just one's more legitimate. <laughs> Just one sounds better. (laughs) But, like, just being able to do fucking whatever for your intro, it it was great. I think I had Esther do it one time. Yes. It was great. Um, And then BLP, I needed bump music, and... God, I don't even remember what the intro for BLP was. More Kevin MacLeod shit. I don't listen to BLP. Both of those (laughs) are Kevin MacLeod shit. One of them is Onion Capers, and the other one is Marty Gotza Plan.
3: I'm pretty sure it's Marty uh, Gotts A Plan that's the opening. And then onion capers between the the turns.
1: Okay, yeah, I think so.
3: I mean, it's it's better than the initial idea of all of us just in unison yelling "Lay." <laughs>
2: <laughs> we okay. didn't do that one time.
1: So that so that's the origin behind the music. Moving on, uh,
2: why those particular outros? Fuck. Fun is always king, and we're sorry.
1: Okay, uh, let's do it with we're sorry first. We're sorry we stole from a show called Drawfy on YouTube. Yes. Where yeah. it's a bunch of artists and they have these like random topics and then then just need to draw shit to them and they end up we're sorry, we're and sorry. we really like that we and thought it, it fits was funny. us because like
0: <laughs> Friday night photo is just a lot night of Fo- bullshit down. all at once
2: Friday no, Friday night photo down. we feel like we need to apologize
0: we for do it. I never apologize except for Nate
2: except for Nate
1: fun is always king was a weird one it was I it ended up being that because I couldn't quite properly express what I wanted to say, but in, in general, fun is always King is find what you enjoy and enjoy it regardless of what other people say. That extends to this podcast because Steam Powered Scoundrels for a Net Photon is very much not about meta. We enjoy oh boy, we, we ever... enjoy so many different aspects of this game that have nothing to do with the actual game mechanics themselves. And while that's not like, the most... Like, the
2: mechanics are great. Yeah.
1: Well, that's not the most popular opinion, that's what drives us that is the thing we most love about this game. And so it, we just want to express that, hey... If you're not the most like meta-heavy gotta win person, you can love this game, this universe for other things, and that is as valid as everyone else that just wants to win at Malitha. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: And that came out as fun as always king. Fun as always king. Fun Fun as always king.
2: Fun is always king.
1: That's how I feel about it. On on
3: that front, I have to say, like, having to do that for best laid plans and now the uh, the new one the uh fluff uh focus the fluff feature
2: yeah oh the yeah the chronicles yeah
3: no we we still we we had a better one the second time and we're we're like damn they've they've come up with really good ones how do we do this like it's it's (laughs) like figuring out how to say goodbye at the end of a phone call in the midwest without being like well better let you go after after saying goodbye eight times and then going you know that reminds me
1: (laughs) yeah yeah Okay, uh, those those two questions having I put out good, there because I wanted to explain them. Is uh, here's something we can actually answer. What's your favorite SPS format? Oh boy, uh, Nort by Northwest.
0: I mean, it's got to be the fowdown, man. It's all it's all about the fowdown. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care what listenership metrics are. It's all about it's all about the stupid. <laughs> if I can get 100 percent stupid on on an episode. That's where I'm at, and that's where I'm, I'm at my best.
1: Whew, me next. I'm going to uh, be a coward and say I don't have uh, <laughs> one. Oh, okay, down is the easy answer because it's the one where you just drink and have fun, of yeah. course. But Steam Powered Scoundrels is how we started the long form lets us express ourselves better. And we have presented some interesting information and concepts in those formats that I still really appreciate. Best late plans is awesome because I feel like people don't talk about the turn to turn tactics and how your game changes. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've genuinely helped the community with, with best Lay plans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I can't pick. Deal with it. It's your baby. It this podcast, whole this whole podcast is baby. your baby.
2: You can't choose a favorite uh, child. Uh
1: no, out of the out of the podcast and our other two, obviously the podcast
0: <laughs> Fuck. <Ooh>. Fuck. <laughs> uh, recorded oh now.
1: That was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke. Was a joke.
3: Like, Doug, the last time you made a joke like that, we all started bothering you about leaving Tony at prom for months.
1: That wasn't a joke. You harassed me. I didn't say it was a joke. I was like, hey, <laughs> oh, you know what? I like to shut. Listen, okay, listener, listen. Don't listen to these other douchebags. Doug, left I Tony at prom. realized. I realized uh, that I was Tony fucking. He hurt her feelings! Nate, can can I explain myself, please? No. No! (laughs) I thought... And it was the truth that I talk about Ironsides way too damn much. Hey, Roman, so, what's your
0: favorite Steve Barnes account oh, No.
1: My so for, so for so the draft, I decided I would not draft Tony. prom, A And no of- one else drafted her, so she got left by the wayside. <laughs> oh, and, we should do another no draft. No one has let me live it down. To God, God, to you to draft, I was like the first one to take an Argonist. <laughs> I we should Sandy, we should do another draft,
0: so just so Doug has a chance to redeem himself.
1: Okay, Arcanist Tony, uh, Neverborn, also Tony. Don't ask why she's there. <laughs> no, his, his Tonys. Is Tony, Tony,
0: <laughs> uh, Guilds, fucking Nelly, just to be different. Gremlins, oh, yeah. Tony. Oh, I would take Nelly and Nelly or Tony and Gremlins. Let's do it. <laughs> The weird thing is like the fucking
1: pugilism class in Through the Breach is a gremlin one one. that is based around Ironside, comes Mm -hmm. in the Gremlin book. Okay.
0: This is they They, don't expect they don't expect anyone with any sense in Malophot to just punch people. Tony Ironsides (laughs) is the exception (laughs) to the rule. Mm -hmm.
1: Punch wizard.
0: Everyone okay, else would use a fucking gun like a normal time person. Out, t- time out <laughs> time out.
1: Time out. Okay, so quick explanation. Tony Ironside's Arcanists, the, the faction of constructs and magic, why is she punching people? Why is she punching people so goddamn hard? It hits harder than a gun sometimes. And the reason is that actually every every master in in Malifo has some sort of magical aptitude. They they explain it through the breach that like every single Concept and of magic exists. So, your uh, Harry Potter wizards is the same thing as your Romani sooth- uh, fortune tellers and all that other sort of thing. And the one thing that of note in Through the Breach that is the biggest revealer of this is that the the mage, the generic like mage class, at like step three, I think, you get a totem, something called a totem. Every master in the game, except for, like, the Vix, have a totem. So, therefore, every master in the game has some sort of magical aptitude. Mage so, up to step three. So, obviously, Tony Ironsides is punching people, but a she's punch also wizard. punching people with magic. A la fucking Armstrong from <laughs> <Metal> <laughs> yeah,
0: she's, No, she's absolutely
1: a punch wizard. She's the punch wizard. I cast fists. Okay, <laughs> fine. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. Roman, favorite out. So,
3: formant. as has been said, Friday Night Photon is, is the easy option here. But the more we've been doing this, my favorite ones to both <coughs> listen to and re- – well, let me rephrase that. My favorite ones to listen to are anything we're recovering fluff. So, like, going over the fluff in the Explorer's book, listening to the, the From Nightmares fluff stuff – top content no one else is doing it we do it i like to think well and it's it's fantastic honestly I, I like to think with as much as we talk about uh through the breach i hope that we are in some way the the seed of more other podcasts doing like the live plays of through the breach that have, have kind of started doing that a few and i'd like to see more of those but as far as like the the ones that i long story short, if I have to pick one gun to my head, it's best laid plans. And that's for one specific reason. That's the one that I personally have gotten the most feedback from people on. And it's all been glowing. Um, I, I have one and I'm pretty sure I sent this to to you and Doug. I have a screenshot of Keith from the star Wars live play that I'm in with, with Craig. And he, it, he's just as glowing, wonderful things going listening to just two people talking in between turns about what their thought process was in the previous turn going into it and how they had to adapt even in relatively general terms between turns. They, it has improved his play and for him specifically, he has kids that he's, he's trying to teach the game. It has improved his way to talk to his kids about the game and oh, so that's hearing stuff like that i'm just like i want to do more best laid plans and for anybody else that also wants to hear more of them they are coming it's just been really crazy scheduling lately
2: they take a while yeah. yeah
3: well and and also it's the only one where you're scheduling not only like hey can we sit down for a few hours and record it's can we sit down for a few hours play a game that's going to take longer than normal
2: and also record yeah yeah yeah,
3: and it's not necessarily our our usual stable of people recording necessarily.
2: That's that's great to hear. Like that's one of the things that's helped us going is helped keep us going is the feedback. And like I said way back when we were talking about like origins, having you and Nate come to us and be like, "Hey, we listen to your show, we really enjoy it." It's like, oh, thank you. It's like what really kept us going for a while.
3: Yeah, and and on that front, I want to give a big shout out to everybody on the Discord. Mm -hmm. for just like even if they're not directly asking us like hey thoughts and whatnot it's cool to have that little sub i don't even want to say like subset of the malifaux community because the whole community is pretty freaking solid as especially as far as wargaming stuff goes but having our our little group in the discord and everybody if you like talking about weird shit like a like this jump in the discord that's what we do all the time
2: everybody's invited yeah everyone is invited
0: if we love
1: we love you all or it hurts. Uh, like ninety percent of conversations have nothing to do with Mal. <laughs> Just talking about dumb bullshit randomly. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of. We got some good memes. We got some good emojis. Yeah. If if you want if you want
3: top Malinfo memery, come to the Discord.
1: Yes. And food
3: and content? Oh, no. Not the food content. The fucking Don't go
1: beans. Goddamn beans. It was Stay good out of food and 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 then Nate got his clutches and like pause into it.
3: <laughs> and Eli. Eli contributes as well.
2: Nate <laughs> and Eli with the fucking bean content and the food and drink.
3: But anyway, all, all of that just shows that. And and I love seeing when new people jump in because it's like, if you're jumping in, I know you were listening to the podcast. Yeah. Yep. Talk to us about yep. things. And it, it's just very cool to see that human side of, of the listeners. Yes. We, we love
0: you, Discord people. Yeah. Y'all are the best. Anyone
2: who's, anyone who's not in the Discord, come join us. Ask us questions. And then
0: we'll love you, too. Every time I get a notification from the Discord, I get a, I get a little joy, because there's, <laughs> there's always something good happening there.
2: Always interesting. It's always interesting in the Discord. I feel um, like
0: throwing money at us. Join our, our <laughs>
2: Patreon. <laughs> it I is was... now... Shameless.
1: <laughs> I was so nervous about starting the Patreon because I realized, like, if no one, if no one paid into it, I was going to be very depressed about it. To be perfectly honest, mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but you know, we we got people joining, and it's awesome, and it's not a ton of people, but obviously, we know who we're we're attracting. We know our yeah. audience, and we realize mm-hmm. it's not the majority of people because still, people. When it comes to it, the majority of people that play be come to enjoy the game and the meta aspect yes. of it, and that's not what we present to. But the fact that we have people that like us enough to give us money <laughs> yes. is amazing, yeah. and it's just as really is just as amazing as Nate and Roman coming up to us and be like, "Hey, we listen to you." Mm-hmm. The fact that you're willing to like throw us a few bucks because you like us that much is really inspiring, and motivating and enjoy your t-shirts something <laughs> new is, something else something is coming new. soon Or something new on the way yeah
0: it's spicy
1: top top teaser content
0: yeah
3: and and on top of that we got to we, we now all know the nick westbrook
1: yes true. <laughs> i'm proud of that meme the yeah. nick Westbrook. i just
3: love that that he has said playing on vassal he's had people go oh are you the nick
0: westbrook <laughs>
2: yes perfect
0: dude dude is god he's so wholesome yeah like he is is, great he is producing for craig's live streams yeah he's solid guy like he started he started that with our for our forbidden land stream like he's he's literally doing like background production while craig is DMing. dude is so cool
3: so what i'm hearing is we need we need to start a patreon for the nick westbrook
0: yes
1: (laughs) Just the Nick Westbrook, the Nick Westbrook fan club, yeah. the, 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 the Nick Westbrook specific, fan specific club. Just
2: the Nick Westbrook.
3: Next week there will be a new steam powered steam powered scoundrels format called the Nick Westbrook fan club.
2: <laughs> we just gush about the Nick
0: Westbrook. I'm okay with this.
2: <laughs> All right, uh,
0: Victoria. <laughs> um, what is your favorite format?
2: So, uh my favorite format
0: is it the ship episode? <laughs> Specifically, just the ship episode.
2: <laughs> I was going to say so, like. Easy answer, Friday Night Foe Down. I love Friday Night Foe They give me a chance to be just my stupidest self and come up with really bizarre answers to really bizarre questions. But my favorite thing that I've been involved with has been the ship episode. Um, <clears throat> just because it's one of those things, no one else has done it. Mm-hmm. No one else in the community, <laughs> and I got to talk to Monica. And Monica's a really cool person. She has a lot of really cool ideas. She's fun to talk to. Doug was there. He had to put up with our bullshit, which was. Nice.
1: To be fair, I was a hundred percent involved, but I you were yeah to be, okay. Honestly, the thing I regret is that I was a little afraid people were going to be really weirded out by it, so I was kind of you a were little very I was a little too self-deprecating on that episode, and I apologize.
0: <laughs> That's why we need but, to do a um, second one.
2: But yeah, I'd be down to do another ship episode. You need to um, go full ham. Uh, like if Monica wants to come back, if Samantha wants to jump in, if either of you guys wants to be part of the ship episode, if Craig wants to come talk about oh, ship, no, oh, God,
0: God, yes.
1: Craig into it.
2: please
1: that, come like, talk my, about your my, armadas. A new new additional life goal is to get Craig to say fuck yurt.
0: I need... <laughs> <laughs> I need to That's consider the
2: of uh, ship episode part two is to get Craig to say the words "fuck your,
0: I need to consider better ships for Malifo because my ships are all kind of weak, and I, okay, I know there's I know there's better ones out there. Let's talk about let, let me let me suck the dick of the uh, the the ship episode here.
1: That, that was that was a bit aggressive uh, of a wording, but but appropriate for the topic. Malifo <laughs> just the fluff. Yes, it's so amazing. That we could have a ship episode. Mm-hmm. I mean the
0: yeah. character. The characters are so characterful.
1: The characters yeah. are yeah. so amazing that we alive. can do that. The characters that the fucking fluff of Malvo is so amazing that steam powered scoundrels exists. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we can make pretty much all of our content based off of random ass shit and a, just a little bit head of head cannons. Based and off we can of
0: still we can do that for five years and exactly. we're still
1: still not running out of content. Mm-hmm.
0: Malvo is that awesome. Let's just put it this way: yeah. a forty k ship episode could never happen with any kind of traction. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. Not really. I no, mean, you, you no, could no. do it, but it would not gain any traction. You, you, Nobody you, would you'd care. You'd have
1: to dig into a lot of the additional
0: you'd books have to and dig stuff. really whereas, far Whereas, into whereas the people can library. look at Parker and McCabe and go, "Yeah, those two are fucking." Yeah, they fucking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they fucking. <laughs>
2: those two are the they perfect got, pair. They got of that disaster bisexual, disaster
0: bisexual energy. I love for a real weird. though. <laughs>
1: Ah, uh, I feel like I I just I, sometimes I just wish to know how weird reacts to some of the shit we write. Right. Like sometimes I just <laughs> so want like, like are they are like oh, that kind of makes sense or like that's not how I wrote it at all. What the hell's wrong with you?
2: You want to be a fly on the wall. Yeah,
3: I I would love that too. I honestly just assume they get to the end of a long week and they go, "I have a backlog of steam-powered scoundrels to listen to over a lot of whiskey."
0: What are these idiots talking about? Ah, uh,
1: sh- shit. I just remembered I mispronounced FRICOR on a third Floor Wars episode. I know no one calls me out on
0: it. <laughs> fucking got him. It's your
1: game! How do you mispronounce FRICOR? Don't do not no one ever fucking come at me, but like he's desire. He gets to decide how it's pronounced. It's a historical <gasps> fucking military group and they were Prussian.
0: I love the fact that you've pointed out that they've mispronounced that wrong has given anybody ever who wants to pronounce Nekima or Nekima wrong absolute like proof positive that they can pronounce pronounce it however they want because Breachside Broadcast is not a definitive guide to how to pronounce things. <laughs> you like, put I that love chink it. in their armor. <laughs>
1: I love it when people f- correct me on pronunciation because that means they are invested. Yes. Yeah. Like I I got I got, cr- I got corrected uh, on Nataro. Nataro.
2: Yeah.
1: Nataro because I just I that was just a wild guess on mod part and an actual fucking keyway from New Zealand which doesn't exist. It's fake. We all know this. Hey, you not pretending you to be from New Zealand.
3: You take that back.
1: <laughs> we you
0: <laughs> <laughs> We all know it.
1: Yeah. Where the hobbits well, at. They said they shot it in New Zealand, but they actually shot it in New in Middle Earth. Well, Peter I'd, Jackson's just that awesome. Why the
3: hell are we all still here? Then let's go to Middle Earth and settle. Middle the
0: Earth kind of sucks. No, no, Middle Earth low key suck.
1: sucks. You
3: stay in the Shire and it's fine. It
2: Does is. the Shire have insulin, Roman?
0: Oh, true. That's a good they point. Have pigs. They, they do have the pigs. To have <laughs> diabetics. We can make this work, Victoria. We can make this work.
2: <laughs> just eat me and cheese forever. It'll be fine. <laughs>
0: Okay. But
2: no, like, my one thing, I really want to see how weird reacted when the this ship episode
1: dropped. Yeah. Well, we got, I, we, I want to well,
2: know. We,
3: we, we know what we to ask on. them whenever we get them on here.
1: Hey,
0: Matt, Kyle. How, how did you think? What get you on think the about show, the ship you cowards.
1: Matt, Matt, Kyle, uh, you, there's a link in the description. You can join the Discord and talk to us that way. <laughs> you you email can email us, us at spsmalifo at gmail.com. Also, just. Just ask Kimberly. She has my personal email address as well. There's plenty of avenues to contact us. <laughs> so we'll, we'll set something
3: up. Also, Put Matt and Kyle, if, if you're not comfortable uh, contacting them directly, you can also uh, just ship yourselves to my basement, and uh, we'll we'll record <laughs> with you once you're there.
0: The Non-ex- non-existent Matt. Indiana Roman basement. Kyle. Matt and Kyle, come on the show, you cowards. <laughs> come on the show, you cowards. Also make swine-cursed pigs.
1: <laughs> okay, next question. Jesus,
2: poor man. God. oh my god.
1: <laughs> oh man, I love the train wreck that is this episode. Uh, first, mo- oh wow. Okay. Question number technically seven. What was the first model you were truly satisfied with the finished paint job? <laughs> Nort.
0: Oh god, I'm literally looking over at my paint shelf. Um, jeez, probably the alt, the alt Somer. Like I, that's where I kind of had a style that I was good with. Um, because I had I my first crew box was original somer and it was okay. It was alright. I'm it it's it's a viable paint job, you know, it's it it works, tabletop quality. But I think I, I put enough time and learned enough techniques from redoing Somer that I was actually happy with. So that was probably the first one I was really actually satisfied with. And i I'm I'm generally not too I'm not too hard on myself in generally. Like I know a lot of people are. I try to just accept what I've done and be like, yep, all right. I've, you know, painted this. So I'm going to move on, which I know is, I know a lot of people are going to be jealous that I just said that because <laughs> I know a lot of people are look at what they painted and go, this was like dog shit. And I'm just like, yep, I painted it. Moving on. Maybe I'll paint a different one eventually in the future if I don't like it enough. Okay. So first Malo
1: I was actually satisfied with was not Malifaux. This was initially when I was starting to, like, modify HeroClix models. Um, I can remember the first few, they were fucking awful because I was using oil paints from, like, the cheap-ass section of Michael's. Still not too terribly disappointed by how that Miss Marvel turned out, but, like, the one thing I was like, hey, this looks really good. Uh, HeroClix came out with these models that were called Colossals. They were just, just massive-ass models They came in big boxes, like, almost a foot tall. But I got my hands on not one, but two of them. And they were the same model called Zaron the Tester. And this thing was an ugly ass combination of pink and blue. And I hated how it looked. So I repainted it. The first one was like a blue and silver repaint that I was just, I really enjoyed. It just generally looked good. And then uh, Commission, I think, or I sold it afterwards. I did a uh, a. Green Bay Packers paint job of another one of these. I think with like the 12 of Aaron Rodgers on it that I eventually sold. Okay, so but my malfunction answer was the captain. Mm. I think I actually painted most of Mayfang before I got to Ironsides because I liked Ironsides more and I wanted to make sure I knew how to paint. So so Mayfang was my test group um, and the captain was the first one where I was like, I'm really fucking proud of this. This looks awesome. So that's, that's my model. Uh, Roman.
3: So mine is also pre Malifaux and I, I want to preface this with, I'm not as good at it as Nate. I've just, I did this, I'm, I'm done and it's, and it's good for what it is now, but I like to look at my models and go, that is what I was aiming for. And I like to know that the next thing I paint, I'm going to try and do better and, I like looking back at my previous stuff and going, I have definitely gotten better, even though I can still look at this and be like, you know, for where I was at the time, it was a good paint job. But my uh, first model I was truly uh, satisfied with was my uh, Thunderwolf Wolf Lord for 40k. Uh, I can always just keep saying Wolf 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 Wolf, and that will make more Space Wolves players show up. Uh <coughs> but this guy was the first thing I did that like really did much with basing previous to this. I was going, Hey, I painted dudes and they're on a black base. And this dude is, he's got like snow scrub brush. There's a couple of actual rocks in there. I've painted.
0: Oh, is that, is that Ivan? Ivan Ivan mail.
3: Yeah. Yes. Um, but, like you can look at this and go, "Oh, there's clearly like a, a frozen stream under where the snow is thinner and everything." Uh, he also has like this big leather flowing shoulder cape happening, and that is that was my first step into going up from like crosshatched different stripes to an actual plaid, which is nice because it was on something bigger than my pinky. <laughs> uh, yeah. But anyway,
0: uh, he's a fucking mad yeah. guy, This but guy. I look, I,
3: I look at it now and I'm like. He's very drab. There's almost no contrast on him compared to like dark and light contrast, not contrast paints. Which is what I compared use. to like what I've been painting recently. Yeah, which is why Nate gets things done in like 30 seconds. But the like I can look at him and be like I am I'm still proud of this. He's still in my display case. As far as uh first Malifaux model that I was really satisfied with, it was fairly early on uh and it was Colette, but there's a specific reason for that. She's very, uh, she's honestly very simplistically done, but it was my first time really playing with any kind of OSL, and it's subtle in the, like, second-ed Colette with the, like, magic fire in her hand. I actually got fishnets while I would hate them now. Like, I I got them to look decent for the time, and I figured out a way to do black hair that didn't just look flat. I would do it way differently now, but I basically, I got, like, flat black and put shiny black over it so that the more it you show off the texture of her hair better. And on top of that, her basing is literally just me doing a gradient of blues so she looks like she's in a spot. Looks like she's in a
0: spotlight. It's really nice, honestly.
3: Yeah, like I I I enjoy that paint for as simple as it is so much that I still haven't painted the third Ed Colette, which is
1: a gorgeous sculpt. <laughs> cool. That's fair. I, I think I'm fully drunk at this point. Moving on. Uh me? What? Fuck you!
0: Victoria! <laughs> what are you satisfied with? I'm the worst husband, Jesus. <laughs>
2: um, To be fully honest, I'm not like super satisfied with any of my models. Um, I, I see all kinds of things that could be better about every single one that I've done. I still think, for now, my favorite is probably one of my Rotten Bells whom I've called Emily because I modeled her after the Corpse Bride from Tim Burton's Corpse Bride. Like, I think she looks pretty good. She's like my fourth or fifth Rotten Bell that I painted (laughs) because I had two sets, but I think she looks pretty darn good. I think she's decent on the whites. Like, I've always been really proud of my basing, so... She's not particularly special in that way. I think my favorite base is probably Tara's base, where I have her up on a platform. But I I think I did really good with Emily. Um as far as non malaf models, I did Celestine and I'm pretty happy with her.
0: Mm, Celestine's. But I a did cool model. her
2: Yeah, she is. She's really pretty but I did her significantly later than I did Emily. So
0: one of, one of Roman and I's mutual friends from uh, who currently lives in California played sisters. And uh, I remember Celestine quite well. Yes. Uh, Wolfie boy. Okay.
1: Next question. Next question. Now that I've, We've we've gotten through Victoria, and me. I'm sorry. Question eight: From the first five episodes to the five most recent, what changed the most? Oh Jesus! Thank you, Craig. This was submitted by Craig last minute. Thank you. Um, Jesus Christ! Uh, oh boy. Uh, um, we're consistent.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's a thing we've picked up: consistency.
2: Consistency I'm, for sure.
1: I'm, I'm proud of my editing. I think. I'm I'm a little bit anal when it comes to editing. I like to remove a good portion of filler words and mouth noises. Mm-hmm. Um, that also has made me a real bitchy person when it comes to listening to other podcasts. <laughs> <I'm Yeah. back.
0: sighs> no, I've I've picked up on that too. Like if I had to like compare myself from the first couple episodes I was in to now being an editor for this podcast, it's like I listen to other podcasts and was like, mm, I heard that um, I heard that breath. I would have cut that out.
2: (laughs) Probably didn't need to have that many mouth smacks. What has done?
0: What has Doug done to me? It's not (laughs) me. (laughs) My ears are ruined.
2: (laughs) You're just you.
0: You or you're listening for it, right? Yeah, like I, you, because I edit for you, and you're pretty picky. Like I've become picky, and like I hear, I hear it in other shows. I'm just like, "Mm, I would have edited Mm. that out. I would have taken the time for that, and I don't like. I don't judge other shows for it. I'm just like. Mm. I would have. I would have taken the time. I mean, I do, but
2: I would have. I would have taken one out. Yeah.
3: The thing I always pick up on is like people's filler words or go to my brain hasn't finished this sentence to transport to the mouth phrases yet. Mm-hmm. I know uh, Roman, I have...
0: Roman does like an um and then a mouth click. I do a pretty strong um. Yep. I, yep. I know. I know ours pretty well, and I know you guys do too. Like...
1: I. I just extend words. That's my thing. Yep.
2: For a long time. We could recognize Dave's um <laughs> by the hand. sound form.
0: Oh, I, I can do that on Nate's. Yep,
1: I, I, I usually have a
0: good, good <laughs> sized pause of an um.
1: But like, even even after editing, you guys, so many times, Dave's was the most iconic for some yeah. reason. It was just so painfully obvious. He had a lot of growl to it, so the bottom part of the waveform was really distended. Okay, no one knows what we're talking about right now. Anyways, but yeah, consistency has mm-hmm. really changed. I think we're more willing to just do whatever the hell we want. Oh, for sure. Like, before we were like, we need a topic. We need to know everything about this topic. We need to find a person to talk about this topic that they know, that they generally know about, and all this other stuff. Whereas we're like, hey, let's just talk about shipping, I guess. Who has
2: has time tonight? What do you want to talk about? Even
1: though we should talk about GG2 at this point. (laughs) I think Discord (laughs) has actually probably been the best thing that's happened to the podcast. It's been a huge... Tied tied with Roman and Nate joining the forces. Discord's been really helpful.
2: Yes. I think my biggest thing from the first five episodes to the most recent five, I'm not as worried about being funny Mm. or being Mm. perceived as a cool girl. Good for you.
1: Yeah, I can understand the apprehension when starting a podcast. Like, you feel like you need to make sure you're always being entertaining.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and especially being a girl in, like, this kind of a community, there's a whole lot of pressure to be really cool and not like other girls. And just unlearning the not like other girls thing has been really helpful, I I guess. I can see that. That's cool. Yeah. Do
1: do you guys have any inputs? Like, what's changed since when you started um, recording with us to now?
3: I know for me, it's I. I no longer absolutely despise hearing my
1: voice on recordings. I still don't. it's still like everyone. Like when I start editing, I'm like, oh yeah, that's how I sound. Yeah, yeah that's no, about I have, I have the I'm the at. same
0: thing. I I sound a lot more <laughs> nasally in recording than I do saying in my head. I hate, I hate. I hate how
1: much I breathe, <laughs> or how we, I, how loud I breathe. You are. You are. We a like how
3: much you breathe. <laughs> like you, you need to be able to breathe, Doug. That's the only way you keep recording podcasts. But yeah, no, I I I also feel like I am way more nasally. Like in my head, when I started listening to recordings of myself, I was like, oh my god, I'm the um actually guy, and I fucking hate that. So that that's a big change. Is now I can just be like, yeah, okay. Just and that's how I sound. Yeah, that's that's me. It's fine.
2: Yeah, no, listening back, I definitely find myself annoying. So
3: Um, I I would say just from the time Nate and I started the other big changes kind of jumping off the idea of we just do whatever we want is we've in doing that found these other formats. So we're still doing whatever we want, but we're kind of compartmentalizing it a little bit. Mm -hmm. And that is giving us a little more structure, which is helping us be consistent.
2: Yes. Yeah. Makes sense.
1: Yeah. Any input Nate or did Roman cover everything? I
0: kind of said what I said earlier where just going from, a casual fan to occasional guest to pretty regular, fairly regular guest to editor like it just changes my per- just has changed my perception yeah. of you've had a lot of growth from being like the token gremlin player the, to, yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> the literal this guy plays gremlins isn't he cute and funny too oh he he uh, has some, uh, some, some kind of engagement He's not in that project <laughs>
2: His opinions are valuable, and they make sense. <laughs> He's still fairly
0: drunk most of the time, but he has hey,
1: interesting <laughs> opinions. <laughs> here's 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 my hot take. I think gremlins are the most important faction in Malifaux.
0: Yeah, not fluff
1: wise, but like as a game, they are the most unique thing. I mean. They're, in Malifaux. They're definitely
0: the most unique take on greenskins in any yeah any like setting. The fucking
1: American American Appalachia Cajun culture does not exist
0: in, in any, any other, other game, game, as far yeah. as I know. I it's yeah, so good. That's true. It's it's what has stuck me into it. Where like I came from, Forty K Orcs, which was huge for me. Like that was a big part of my fantasy sci fi kind of gaming space. Into this, like, oh, this is. The same, but very different. And I love it. I very, love how it's different. Very, very, very different. different. And any, anyone who says they don't like gremlins, well, I don't care. Not my problem. Yep. You guys don't have moonshine like we do. Mm-hmm. It's also an excellent, like, I don't want to say dumping ground, but like,
1: hey, we want to introduce this concept into Malibu, but it's a little too far out there. So it's, kinda... it's going to the gremlins because we think luchadors are great. Yes. Exactly. It's where you can just put all the other weird shit.
2: It's kinda wacky.
1: Okay. Oh. Okay, I, okay. One no
3: capstone oh. thing. Yep. Here's the biggest thing that's changed since we started. We've gone from like we we've gone from fanboys of you guys to actual friends of you guys.
1: Aww, yeah. Aww, Aww. We love you too. Yeah. Friendship.
2: We really do. Yeah. We appreciate the you power guys. Power of friendship.
3: Same. We're excited to see you next month. Yeah.
1: Yes. Oh my god, I'm so be excited fun. for that. Gonna fill you so full of food from here. Excellent. So many hamburgers. Like, weirdly weirdly enough, the thing that I'm most excited about is making you try bebops and zombie burgers. Mm, Yes.
2: (laughs) Just hamburgers.
1: Fill me up, Daddy Scoundrels. (laughs) Choo Choo Donuts. (laughs) Choo Choo Donuts as well. I'm excited to have you guys try that. Food food is a big part of our lives. Okay, move next. Next Next. question. Oh, God. Where do you see oh, okay. the podcast
0: five years from now? <laughs> oh lord! I added this, Nate. Well, you got to go yeah. start. All right. So we're 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 in the year of of 2026, and there we are shipping the various title card masters with their original versions. <gasps> oh no!
3: I think that's going to happen before 2026.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's well, going to happen. Well, no, long. The
0: thing <laughs> is, we'll be on like their third title. Oh fuck! Oh god! Oh, it'll be like seventh edition Malifaux, and we'll be looking back on the very original versions. So okay, remember when Nelly was a journalist?
3: Yeah. Wow. When when was it that the Vix got the ability? Fuck (laughs) your.
0: Remember when Zip only had one airship?
3: Oh no. <laughs> the air model.
2: Before he before he was Commodore Zip.
1: Oh man, his hat would need its own jetpack. Oh fuck. Anyways, Nate, five years from now.
0: That's 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 my answer. Sure, that it be, answer. Be, okay, okay. okay <laughs> that was my okay. answer. <laughs> It's
1: your turn. I'm next. Okay, five years from now. Steam Power Scoundrels is is definitely going to exist five years from now. If one, nothing drastically awful happens to us, and two, the game still exists because we're still having just a fucking blast with this. We're not bored at all. It's great.
2: We'll keep going.
1: Yeah, that's another reason. Like We decided to go with this format as we saw longevity in it because keeping up with meta can be taxing and maybe not that much fun after a bit. But just shooting the breeze, having fun with friends, that's always something that you're going to enjoy. So it's going to exist five five years from now. Uh, We're probably going to expand to like six formats at that point. We'll pick up another set of really close friends like Nate and Roman, and we'll be able to expand to more different formats and be able to keep a consistent thing on that. They will also be gingers. I, I'm, and trombone players. And on well, players.
2: no, at this point we need blondes. Mm. Because we've got brunettes here and we've got gingers there. Now we need blondes.
1: Okay. Blonde boys doing
2: what blonde boys do. And then we can
1: yeah, do
0: we, a blonde for Never redhead format where one of each of us
1: is yeah. in.
3: You can call it the, the Neapolitan format.
1: Okay. Hey, how about this? I'll wish list. Five years from now, I've actually been able to accomplish all the things I want to do for this community, which is very difficult with how little free time I have, but like I've, I've tried to do shit because I want to ex- make it easier for people to enjoy this, this system, this universe, like the, the character sheet for through the breach on roll 20. I, I built that out of love And it was not a lot of, it was very difficult to do, but I'm still very happy that I used it because other people seem to like it. And Bonanza Brawl. I want that to be a thing. And we're really close to, like, being able to... I-, I would love to publish a deck. I would like to make this deck available for other people to enjoy because Ball is a lot of fucking fun. And there's, like, I have other dozen things I want to do. There's a Discord bot that handles finish Dex. Dexchan. Yeah. Finish Dexchan. And a bunch of other things that if I had the time to do, I would love to do, but I just don't. And I feel like collecting other friends that have this free time, I can delegate some of this work, and then we can make this community even greater. Because, like, it being a great game is awesome but I think the thing that makes it amazing is other shit that the community can enjoy like memes like non-game things like steam powered scale just talking about fuck yurts and butts that's what makes it a more amazing community. And I, I can't wait for like weird to be able to have the manpower and money to like publish a book series or something. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Our oh novel my series God. Would yes. be
2: fantastic. <laughs> Read all the novels and do reviews on them. Yeah.
1: Sometimes I just spend the time thinking about what they could do with like a TV series or something. Roman, mm-hmm. I still need that McCabe Lynch story. Like, <laughs> I, I'm fully, fully honest. I, I I try to walk during my lunch and I listen to, like, cool, upbeat music and stuff. And half the time I'm just fantasizing the idea of, like, all the factions getting together to defeat some sort of big bad in an epic, like, Lord of the Rings Return of the King battle kind of thing. Because that would be fucking awesome. The concept of, like, a Calvary Charts consisting of Ortegas and Death Marshals and Chickens. Uh, writing down on the enemy and like the death marshals throwing their coffins and beating the people up and the coffins pop up there's a bunch of fucking golems that shoot out of them and start wrecking face shit like that <coughs> is my jam. anyways. Uh, Roman. Roman, Roman, your turn to answer the question. The question being, where do you see the podcast from five years from now? Holy shit do I love tangents? All right,
3: so there are three primary things that I see happening with the podcast five years from now. One, your eldest daughter will be playing the game and she will be appearing on the podcast. Oh, shit.
0: shit. She's going to be f- with 15. She'll be 15. She'll, She'll be
1: 15. She'll be 15 in five
2: years, yep. yes.
3: Uh, she, she will be on the podcast with her her thoughts and her, <laughs> her ships adding to the, the armada.
0: <laughs>
3: Two, there will be another format and it will either be podcast or stretch goal streamed of us doing uh, Through the Breach Games.
1: Yeah. Nice. Yes. I want to do that. Three. I want to do that as much as possible.
3: Right? I'm, I'm so excited. Like, I'm, I'm glad to see other people doing it. Yes. But I we should do it. And and honestly... You,
1: you, uh, yeah. you, you understand my level of creativity and what I can bring as a Fate Master for Through the Breach. Yeah, and,
3: and you understand you th- the nonsense that Nate and I can bring with duo characters.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, yes. Always a team. Yes. Always oh. a duo. <laughs>
3: for everyone listening who hasn't seen our place before, because there would be no place for you to see it, uh, the first Through the Breach campaign that Nate and I were involved with with Doug. I was a shape-shifting... Well, no, that was the idea we went with. The idea was I was a, a shape-shifting illusionist who could turn into a bayou chicken and be Nate's steed for his... As, as gremlin. his gremlin, as He was a gremlin. <laughs> it was nonsense. No way. Gremlin? Yeah. Um, <gasps> and anyway, number three of things that I see the podcast doing five years from now. Once a year, there will be a special for steam Powered Scoundrels. Again, this could be either live streamed or it could be an episode because I see in five years, the United States Tour continuing to be great as we currently are waiting for it to come back uh, and finish its inaugural season because of the COVIDs. But I I I, I see it continuing to be great.
0: That literally interrupted the inaugural season.
3: Oh my God. It sucks. But I, I see it continuing to be great and growing. And I see as the, Years go on, Craig and Ray will realize, wait a second, we'll get a lot more of the the high-level players come out to this if it's a central location as opposed to trying to get the West Coast to come out to the East Coast. So everybody's gotta Listen. go to Iowa. And specifically, we're gonna it's gonna be an episode of the top tables, and it won't be a full watch the game, blah blah blah, but it's gonna be Craig doing the like very, Serious? Now they they're playing this into this, and I see what they're doing here, and it will give Doug a chance to be the John Madden of Malafa
1: Oh Jesus Christ! You d- oh, I fucking talked about that how much I want to be oh. a co-
0: color commentator for So hey, you, you want you like want Doug to go up to Cody Hyatt mid game and ask Bedwet behind on like whoever's on <laughs> yes. the table, whichever characters go. Yes.
1: So on a scale of one to ten, how shitty of a decision was that? I mean, I don't, I'm not an expert of the game, but that was just I, dumb. <laughs> Alright, I'm going to point to a character. How
0: fuckable are they? <laughs> give, me, give
1: me a scale. One to ten here. <laughs> See, what he's doing here is he's doing a charge, which is very AP efficient, because you get to do two actions in one, which is a walk, and then an attack. <laughs>
3: Oh, this is what I Sorry, need. Sorry, you said
1: John Madden, and I feel like I need to point out the obvious. Yeah. I need a suit coat that's made a sequins. I can make you a suit coat with sequins. Please do. <sighs> I was going
0: to say, you did buy one of those for the next tournament? So yeah, that, uh, uh, for for Okay,
1: RPG character I never mentioned was Mr. Bad Touch. <laughs> oh, no. Which was a part of a villain campaign, and he was like an ex-Japanese game show host. Oh, no. <laughs> Anyways, Victoria, where do you see the podcast? Are, are you done, Roman? Yes. Okay.
2: So Roman kind of took one of mine because I was thinking that one of our new formats would be Esther learning the game. That's Aww. awesome. Yes. 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 Oh,
0: yeah. Wholesome content. Just
2: starting from the ground up, learning the game, which like I think would be super helpful for some people. And also just
1: cute as fuck, mm-hmm. right? What was that yeah. RPG that we want to get, but it's sold out everywhere?
2: Uh, the Cats Save the World?
1: Yeah, okay. Okay, if, if you have Cats Save the World, you have a copy of that, please give it to us because we're famous podcast people and we want to teach our daughter how to play RPGs. Flexing my clout in the <laughs> mouth <laughs> Don't me enemy! Sorry, keep going.
2: So I figured one of our new podcast formats would be teaching the kiddo to play Malifaux. Mm-hmm. Having a cosplay group. <gasps>
3: yes. So, okay. Side point. Uh, another another? In green body paint.
0: I mean, yeah, my my. I mean, our local gang talked about this briefly a couple Gen Cons ago, and okay, it never like,
1: took Roman, off. Roman, he does not need to invest in green body paint because literally, Weird made a character out of him called what? <laughs> what is the name? Paul, Paul Crockett. Crockett. Yes. I need.
0: I just need Paul. a raccoon skin hat. I get to go yes. to shirtless places and maybe, and maybe do some push-ups. As <laughs> yeah, well. I just I just need to get ripped. That's all I need to do. And I'm, I'm Paul Crockett.
1: Oh shit! Okay, sorry, Victoria. But like, one weird thank you for the the porter. Yeah. Um, even if even if it was just a coincidence, but it looks so much like yes. our logo that I'm just unless you specifically tell me no, that was not the intention. I, I'm gonna thank you for that because
2: he looks like Ferris. He looks like
1: he really looks like Ferris. But uh, hey, if you're ever coming up with a new character, and I would absolutely love to cosplay them, but one there's several problems. One, I'm fat, which you actually have quite a few overweight models. Thank you so much because there's a lot of body types. Yeah, yeah. in Malifo, the problem is I'm 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 a lot of exceptions in that I'm fat. I have a beard and I have really long hair. <laughs> so you know, if, if you come up with a character that sort of looks like that, I will cosplay them. I hundred percent swear it. <laughs> As long as it isn't Nelly somehow. (laughs) No, fuck it. I will be Nelly if somehow Nelly transforms into an overrate man with long hair and a beard.
2: I am dying to cosplay Molly. Like, I have all the stuff picked out, I just need the money.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, we, could, we awesome. could try mm-hmm. we want to come to gen con so that's a thing con, yes. the only problem is the chemotherapy might mm-hmm. make it a little bit more difficult yeah. but if we can we will and if we can cosplay we will I'll figure something out. it'll be a long haired executioner how about that there you go. <laughs> shirtless <laughs> shirtless yes, you yeah, that's A-board. what gen ah! con's name shirtless fat dudes <laughs> <laughs> at least I won't smell bad
2: Doug will be shirtless Nate will be shirtless It'll
1: be fine. <laughs> what are we talking about? Holy shit. Okay. Uh, five, five years. Five, five years. God, okay, I'm going to keep group. interrupting you. I'm sorry, Victoria.
2: Those, but those were my two. Um, a format where we teach the oldest to play and then a cosplay group. That's awesome.
1: I love them. If I had infinite spending money, I'd go out to those like cosplay, professional cosplayers and be like, here's money, please Uh, please cosplay. Like, literally take this catalog of characters. I don't give a shit who you cosplay
2: as. Just, how much do you need?
1: There you go.
0: And since it's not
1: sci-fi, I feel like the costumes would be cheaper than a lot of other. It's why I'm
0: hesitant to, like, commission artists to do gremlin art, because it's so specific, because the Malifaux gremlin is, like, not, it's so different from regular goblins. Mm Mm-hmm. It's very specific. Like, <laughs> I, there's a couple. There's
1: a really a couple co- uh, commissions I, I need to follow through on and purchase because uh, I have a lot of ideas for for character costumes that I really want to do. Not all of them are arcanists. Hey, I did I did the Zatania in an actual dress thing, yes. and that was really cool. Yes. But it, it's just a, it's just a money thing, and also just remembering to go out and find mm-hmm. someone. I don't know
0: where to go. Like I feel our-
1: like Fiverr's too cheap, but.
2: Our go-to commission person is not doing commissions right now. Yeah, they're on hiatus. Yeah, Um,
1: Uh, I guess we could check with Luth because he did the Ironsides one. True, we could. Yeah, from Vulture to Kokoro. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, um, do we do we move on now? Yes.
2: Yeah, we can move on. Okay, I'm done.
1: I'm done. Uh, Second last question: favorite nerd slash gaming show slash movie to recommend for folks. To expand their nerdery in new directions. Oh, Nate!
0: I actually just did this one before the uh, the Forbidden Land stream uh, with Craig uh, the other day. And that's Gravity Falls. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yes! Like, yeah. Fabulous cartoons. Yes. Great for kids and adults. It It's part... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? The show. The other show. The more adult show. X-Files. Not X-Files. Close, though. Twin Peaks like yes. part twin oh, fuck, peaks yes. but it's like twin peaks for kids and it's it's just shit that's one hell of a description it's probably <laughs> the most brilliant animation of at this point technically the last decade like the, the early 2000s it is brilliantly animated brilliantly written like if you if you want something nerdy but also Brilliantly written. That is modern. It is. Let's quickly falls. go. Th- let's quickly
1: go through the list of other like kid-friendly shows that are either influential or just stuff we really, really like as adults. So uh, Avatar. Yes, Avatar. Both absolutely. versions. Last Air- Airbender is, is better, but that's just due to the situation they were in for Korra. But Korra is still good.
3: They they also are telling two different thing. stories there. One is yes. save the world. One is personal growth.
1: Yes, and also Korra has just. Fucking gorgeous fight scenes. Mm-hmm. Yes. But uh, Adventure Time, I would recommend.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I need yeah. to finish Adventure Time. That, yeah, that Adventure sort Time of, is really good.
1: Adventure Time was like the the progenitor for the modern, like, good for kids, but also like has a lot of entertainment and philosophical shit for the adults. Yep. I'd say like uh,
0: my, my kind of progression is like Adventure Time and then Gravity Falls and then regular show. Ah, regular ah. show is like a whole other <laughs> angle, and it's slightly yeah. more mature. But it's, it's, like, still really it's good. like
1: really, it's like a really weird, almost surreal setting, but very down to earth problems. Yeah, Nor- um, normal people in a really weird setting. My last suggestion, I think, is Steven Universe. Yes.
0: Yeah, agreed.
1: Mm-hmm. So for the n- anything else you want for the next age up
3: slightly from there, I would go to the uh, DC animated shows. They're older at this point, but they stand up and they were very Mm -hmm. well, they were very much written for, let's assume the kids are intelligent enough to grasp this, what we would normally think to be a more adult concept. Um, Same thing with gargoyles. Oh God, gargoyles. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, Batman, Superman Adventures kind of stuff, Justice League, uh, Young Justice is also really good, Batman Beyond, all of those amazing, everything that the DC movies are missing is
1: done really well in there. I'll throw in
2: Teen Titans. Yes, Teen Titans. Titans, OG Teen Titans, not Teen Titans Go, Teen Titans. Mm -hmm. Yep.
1: Like, to be fair, I don't hate Teen Titans Go. It is just a different format for yeah, different it just, people. It doesn't
0: have the structure of
1: yes. Teen Titans. Mm-hmm. If you like Teen Titans, you can you can still like Teen Titans Go, just it's don't just expect the same
0: yeah. thing. Yeah. It's not gonna have that same it's not gonna be meat. It's like a it's like a dessert. Yeah. Okay. I've spent a decent amount of time in the hospital over the past couple
1: of months, and I've watched a good amount of Teen Titans go, and I s I don't hate it. It's yeah. it's I like the humor usually hits, but it is a hundred percent about the humor, whereas Teen Titans was about like serious concepts and drama and all the other stuff. And it had a little bit of humor to it.
0: Yeah, Teen Titans Go lets you experience the characters and a bit of the humor behind those characters without without the meat and potatoes. That is the real development uh-huh. in Teen Titans. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. any uh, anything else, or was Gravity Falls your bi- your big? That's fun. my
0: big one. That's my that's my most like turnaround. One that I would point to as far as like a piece of media. Okay.
1: Doug's turn. Oh, fuck. Um, like things that inspired me, uh, the most inspirational things as far as my creativity goes. Um, I don't know. I can't point to a specific book series. Sorry. Like, Hmm. David Eddings was my intro. Yes. Mm -hmm. That was like the one thing. I was like, "Oh my god, I love fantasy settings." David Eddings books, mm-hmm. real good. Mm-hmm. Um, other media, gotta gotta fucking love Cowboy Bebop. Mm-hmm. Cowboy Bebop, I would consider the progenitor of the space western. Yeah, and along that line, the most famous space western that uh, Fox completely fucked over: Firefly. All of us love. Who doesn't love Firefly? Who doesn't seriously message me and then I'll come fist fight you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if you're like a UFC guy. It's about making a point. You can kick my ass, but Firefly is still a good show. Damn it. And I still have a weird um, attraction to, to uh, Nathan Fillion. He's an attractive man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. He's a very attractive man. Um, I don't have a specific comic book. Like, I'm, I feel like I want to be the person to suggest comic books here. But there's something... There actually is something for everyone. There's a lot of genres. Like, the superhero stuff, most common, obviously. But there's a lot of themes amongst that that you'll find something you're interested in. And the, a lot of the independent stuff do really weird and insane and awesome shit. You just use your Google to figure out what's going on and what people recommend because there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff out there and even if you don't like your Marvels or your DCs you'll find someone like Sandman which is really really good mm-hmm. but like do do I do I do I promo my favorites I, I I'm weirdly a, I really love Captain America <laughs> I love Captain America because the ideals he represents and the fact that the superhero genre can still have sort of like a pure character that fights for ideals and even this day and age where everyone's trying to subvert that sort of thing. I like that. And then as far as like a broken, uh, anti-hero thing, I really like ki- kind of Hawkeye, but also agent venom, the flash Thompson version. But anyways, I've been talking long enough, Roman, other recommendations. Okay.
3: So the first thing I'm going to, to mention by itself, it, it works in stages. The first one is just good as far as like your, your quote unquote standard D thing. But as you watch more of their stuff, you will spread out to more content creators that get less views because they aren't mainstream media. And that is zombie Orpheus entertainment. Uh, <laughs> this is a, a troop and production company from uh, Washington, somewhere in the Northwest. Uh, they put out the movies, the gamers. The first one has a budget of ham sandwich. As I like to say, uh, the second oh. one is the gamers darkness rising. And it is both of them are good. And the third one's also really good. This is the, again, they start off as kind of a standard. You're watching people play D and then it cuts away and they are their characters, but it captures the feeling of sitting at the table. If you're ever trying to get someone to play, any kind of uh, tabletop RPG, show them these. The first one's forty-five minutes, the second one's ninety. You have time.
0: And it it, it definitely follows the rule of the second one is the best in the trilogy. Yeah. And and there there are more coming. Even though the third one yeah. is good, like the, the second the one weird thing is, the best is like best as far in the as trilogy. trilogies
1: go, either the second one is best or it's easily the worst. One, well, and, and
3: here's why I, I want to yeah. mention this because these guys are they're independent They've tried to shop around the idea of, of this and a few other things they've done to various studios, and the studios say we're not interested. They have funded the second and third one of these entirely on Kickstarter, as well as four seasons of another thing they do called Journey Quest, which is a similar feeling, except you never see the players. And this was something that was coming out before Game of Thrones started being really big. It just takes them longer because it's all done. Again, small production company and it's all Kickstarter funded, but they are fantastic folks. They do great work and they've expanded out to, they now have their own like the fantasy network online and they are enabling other creators to do their own thing. It almost reminds me of the way that like podcasts allow everybody to have a voice. These are allowing everybody to do their fantasy sci-fi gaming stories visually and that is where it starts spreading out to expand your
1: nerdery in new directions yay yeah all right victoria is this
2: strictly like tv shows or can i talk about podcasts talk about podcasts yeah.
1: woman this is one few things we haven't discussed whole.
2: fantastic time. podcasts if you're interested in the malifaux universe i really suggest old gods of Appalachia. Mm-hmm.
0: That is on my that is on my list currently. It is
2: fantastic. It is a wonderful show. The the narrator is amazing. The scripts are amazing. It's great. Also gonna throw out the White Vault uh-huh. as a horror podcast. Um they are going into their last season in October. So um that will be wrapping up probably next year in the winter, like February ish. It's really good. Also some very Malifo Eldritch fuck. Stuff. What's his name? Lovecraft. Lovecraft mm-hmm. vibes. If you haven't listened to the Magnus archives, what are you doing?
3: <laughs> also um, have that on my list. Oh you will you also, will shoot through it with a spoon.
2: Yeah, it goes really fast. It's really good. And also I would like to recommend The Bright Sessions and their sequel, the AM Archive. Both really good. Bright Sessions uh, has just a, a bunch of voice actors. Their production is really good, really good story. Um, AM Archives continues along that line. White Vault also has a lot of really good voice actors. And if you listen to a lot of podcasts, one of the guys they have on there is um, who you'll probably recognize as David Alt. He does a lot of stuff.
1: Okay. You reminded me of something, another sort of inspiration for us as a podcast, but also very, very Malifaux in the fact that it's a very bleak setting, but with a really upbeat or just nonchalance kind of uh attitude. And holy shit, if you have not listened to this, all the stuff Victoria talked about, great. But this is the progenitor to all of that, as I feel. And that is Welcome to Night Vale. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Classic. yeah.
1: That sure. is classic fucking podcast If you haven't read the read, listened. Listened, Listen to that shit Please fucking do They do also have I two mean, books though They do have two
0: books It's It was that fucking popular to, to, to make a book Here's here's my rec- recommendation About Welcome to Night Vale Find the episode A Story About You Download it And listen to it in a dark room by yourself <sighs> That will give you The feels yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay, that episode gives me chills, and I've listened to it like five times. You will, in
3: fact, after listening to that, be a five-headed dragon. Who cares?
0: <laughs> Hiram McDaniels. Um, Hiram McDaniel. Last question. We're finally at the last question. Uh, can I? Can I go? Make? Can I make a couple points real quick that I forgot to mention? Just because they feel obvious to me okay. that I didn't think about. For me, big inspirations: Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, okay. Douglas mm-hmm. Adams. That's just one of my broadest inspirations. And Terry Pratchett and the Discworld series. Like yes, Those yeah. those two. Oh, yeah, those yeah. two will expand your fantasy and sci-fi brain into the comedy realm mm-hmm. and, Like nobody else can do. And off of yeah, that, yeah. Dresden. But I
3: feel like that was the, the, most people, I think, who are playing Malifaux have heard of the Dresden Files.
0: I
1: still can't get over that fucking <laughs> book art
0: <laughs> like i start like
1: i i put i've put off reading books as a hobby for a long time and decided to get back into it and roman's like hey dresden and i'm like yeah okay you've talked about enough i'm going to and i look at the books i'm like jesus christ this seems weird okay so my theory is that the book art for dresden is the same guy that's in like every single romance novel ever book book arts and then he got lost and somehow (laughs) wandered his way into the fucking fantasy section he's like okay we can't really like do like the shirtless holding a woman thing but we're just gonna give you a stick and you're a
0: wizard now
2: you're a wizard, yeah, now, Mr. Dresden. No, you're a no, wizard go back now, Mr. Dresden. Look
0: at the uh, the picture of my wong I just post- I just posted recently. <laughs> and you'll see you'll see the connection.
1: He's, he's you know, slightly upset the fact that he has to be a wizard now, so he doesn't put a lot of effort into it. He also was being Chicago, a wizard rough. so that's but pretty it's very rough. obvious that like he is going to make the women swoon. If he ever just like looks at them, but you know he's covering his eyes with a hat. Anyways, sorry, Robin, if I ruined nah, you're, Dresden you're, for it. You're
3: good. I'm still laughing. I, I, every time I think of the book art, I laugh over the fact that the book artist just decided to draw him with a hat, and Jim Butcher specifically <laughs> makes it to where Dresden never wears a hat. It is, it is a joke <laughs> between the two of them at this point. Never
1: is described just wearing a hat. <laughs> he's got a hat and a stick, and he's not sure what else to be wearing. very confused man okay okay last question from someone i don't know who wrote this what's the best part of malifo that was me actually i wrote that down yeah uh okay so specifically okay this we've been talking about fluff this entire time this is actually about uh gameplay this is about the meta oh what like this is like your your typical this comes up in a lot of podcasts or like their starting episode when what sells people on malifo what what would you sell people on Malifaux? That sort of exciting thing. Victoria. Wait, no. Nate. Sorry. Got the wrong got the wrong order it, there. Maybe. Hey, the,
0: the, the way I sell Malifaux to people is I mean, it's it's a game for everybody. Like there's so much variety. Like e- even even in each faction and even now with Explorer Society, like especially those, there's so much variety in all these different characters that you know. I could say I play Bayou and Roman plays Bayou and we play very different styles of gameplay. Mm-hmm. Roman plays Arcanists and Doug plays Arcanists and you both play very different styles of gameplay. I play wrestlers sometimes and Victoria play wrestlers and we have different favorites and different styles. Like there's no, there's so much variety and anybody can find something they like, hmm. no matter mm-hmm. what. i mm-hmm.
1: been holding my arm in one position for too long.
0: Okay. Um two things,
1: both of them are, are sort of unique to MalFO the game, and they allow for a lot of fluff and just feel for the game, but that is one, the deck, your RNG. The mm-hmm. fact that you have a, it, I believe it's referred to as a pool, of randomized numbers as opposed to true randomization. Which means that everyone's technically on even an even playing field. It's what you do with that even playing field that gives you an advantage. Closed matrix is another uh, term. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the fact that that works better than dice. And it's a goddamn deck of cards. So fucking smart. I love it so much. Because one thing I absolutely hated about games before Malifaux was the fact that sometimes dice will just fuck you. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing you can do about it. If you can handle that sort of thing, you're going to still enjoy whatever you're playing. But if it's really, really frustrating and you hate it, you're just not going to have fun. Malifaux doesn't have that. You can still technically have bad rounds where you're flipping poorly or your hand is poor. But if your hand is poor, technically your deck is better. If you're flipping poorly, that just means you're not going through your entire deck. And you can remedy that either in crew selection or what you're doing. On top of that, the trigger system which could not exist without the deck Mm -hmm. and that's hey you know what makes the deck not a gimmick is the fact that the suits matter and you can do different things depending on if you happen to get luck into the suit you want or you cheat into the suit you want or use a stone for the suit you want and the idea is like not every attack is the same every attack has a variance it can be better for you if you look into that. And that seems so much more realistic and exciting. Makes the game so much more awesome than a lot of other just dice-based games. Where like, either you hit or you don't. The end.
0: Yeah, I, thinking about it, like, yeah, there's no other system I know of that changes depending on what your random number generates. <laughs> there's a thing there's a, there, that gives you so much more freedom
1: to develop. And the idea of, like, an attack by itself is shit, but if you get the right, if you get the right trigger, it becomes godlike and it changes the entire
0: game. The the closest thing I can think of, and this isn't a war game, but it's the the Star Wars role playing game where you have advantages and successes on your attack roll mm-hmm. or on your rolls. It's and like and the, you can use the you can use the advantages to generate things. Like that's the closest thing I can think of to Malifaux's trigger system.
1: It mixes mm-hmm. it sort of like mixes and in storytelling into an actual tabletop m- Minters game. It's awesome. But yeah, that's it for me. Uh, Roman's next.
3: Uh, jumping off the, the card idea, the, the specific card idea that jumps out to me is the cheat hand. Mm. You have active agency in Malifaux. You get a little bit of this with some dice games where it'll be like, oh, you can reroll specific dice or anything like that. But that's still not the same as going, no, no, no. I need this suit. I need this number and I have them. I can make it happen. And the fact that it, it meshes so well with the fluff, the idea of, of creating your own fate, stupendous. The other best part for a, a minis game specifically is the fact that you this game is not about killing. Mm-hmm. You can you can play a very agri, aggressive crew uh, and you can play very aggressively or you can play very held back, and just very focused on getting your points. There's a million spots in between on that uh, sliding scale, but it is not your average game of just kill everybody and win for everybody in Texas. It is not just kill everybody <laughs> and win. You you guys play how you want to, but...
1: They don't believe you. I, I know they don't. We love you, Texas. <laughs> yeah, because the, the Nick Westbrook is from Texas.
0: The yeah, Nick Westbrook true. is from Texas. They, can't, they, they can't, can't all be bad. bad. <laughs> yep. And Jake's down there. Now.
2: Yeah. Mm. And Jake's
0: down there. <laughs> all right. Oh, no,
1: uh, bad. Victoria, the most casual player of all of us.
2: My favorite part about yeah. the Malifaux game this is going to be really cheesy. We love cheesy. The community. oh Aw. The friends we made along the, the friends way. Friends we made
1: along the way. That's that's no, it's, fair.
2: It's definitely the community because even though like I'm not a hardcore player, people still like listen to what I say. And we have like valuable discussions regardless of how deep you are into the meta. And just most of the people that I've met have been really super cool and chill. Um, <laughs> like there are exceptions anywhere but for the most part i feel like the community hasn't been super laser focused in on the win at all costs mentality most most players are really good about helping new players learn to play the game and get better at the game and overall there's significantly fewer assholes than in other
3: <laughs> yeah very much agreed uh...
2: i've been in a couple discords in my time i know anyway
1: oh that's everything i guess let let, let me expand on the fact that i fucking love this community it's 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 really awesome one malifaux lends itself to being attractive to all sorts of types of people and the fact that that's reflected in their models and they're always getting better with the models they're including a lot more women even over the past few years we've gotten even more different body types all this other sort of thing we're still waiting for like Uh, a confirmation of a non cis gendered relationship, but also like, that's not something that should come up that often in fluff. So I can't really blame them too much for that. Um,
2: There's enough little hints. There's hints. Yes. There's enough hints for us to like start shipping people. Yeah. That's,
1: that's,
0: that's that's, that's why we're, (laughs) that's that's
1: our job, but there's so much more to enjoy for this game besides the hardcore player. Steam Pirate Scoundrels at, at its most basic thing is like, hey, there's a lot to enjoy about this game even if you don't necessarily just want to play it to win. There's a great community. There's a great universe. Uh, there's fun things to have with your friends and talk and all this other shit that don't have to deal with playing the game. And while, like, if you held a gun to my head and said the most important podcast in Malifaux, I would say it's it's like Third Floor Wars. It's Uh, schemes and stones. It's those ones that like perpetuate the, Hey, this is a game at the base core. It's a, it's a game Mm -hmm. and here's how to play the game better. And that's very important. But what separates one from just playing, it's a game to like, this is a community. This is almost like a culture is the fluff And all the fun, fun, random, silly shit that people do on the internet to enjoy themselves. It's the memes. It's the fan art. It's all this other crap. And we try to lean into that as much as possible and let that know that that voice matters. What was I talking about?
2: (laughs) The community.
1: The community. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to
0: us.
2: Letting us get to five years. Letting
0: us get to five yeah. years. Holy shit, five years. Five that's,
2: years. That's we've half been a doing ta- this podcast. That's half a decade.
0: Half a decade of
1: Steam powered Controls. Uh, Man. And I would like to think that we are a good thing. Some might argue otherwise.
0: A chaotic mutual thing. Yeah, yeah. We're here.
1: <laughs> We're
0: something. We are something. We are content. Yeah whatever we are we're not sorry <laughs> speak for yourself <laughs> but,
3: nope, nope this um, isn't Friday Night Photon we can't be sorry Okay, fair.
1: but
0: thanks to
1: the community for all the little bits of feedback you give us every little bit of like hey I listen to your stuff it's not shit we love like okay when I, po- when I post this on a weird place please someone post that like hey your podcast is not shit uh, thank you very much because I know you listen to this to the end
2: <laughs> all the way to the end
1: Love you guys. Uh, But yeah, any sort of feedback really Mm -hmm. makes us feel better about ourselves. You don't have to join the Patreon. I feel weird promoting that every time. We don't have a ton of patrons, but I don't expect a ton of patrons. Only if you really, really love this podcast, please. We have a Patreon
2: if you would like to. Yeah,
1: but like we also give out cool stuff as Mm -hmm. well. So if you want markers or a shirt or some other thing or just like, Early access episodes. Yeah, give us give us a few bucks.
2: We're but, working on stuff to send you guys. Yeah,
1: we love you.
2: We do. We love but our patrons.
1: Yeah, as long as like we don't get told by weird specifically like, hey, please stop this entire <laughs> podcast. <laughs> please uh, stop we're just, it. We're just gonna keep making stuff, and we love it, and we enjoy mm-hmm. it, and. Yeah, even in like shit from weird, like the small things and things that we don't even not entirely sure if that's a reference to us or not, like the porter. The,
2: the bit with Seamus throwing yes. a dress on a dude.
1: Yes, thank and you story.
2: so Thank
0: you for that. <laughs> maybe. maybe. Could
1: be. The Who fact knows? that you listen to people that love you so much and then you take little bits of it and maybe add that in as references is amazing. The people that make this game are really awesome and they're not perfect. Everyone makes mistakes and they're a small group of people, so it's some you know they have the limitations of small group people but they love this game at the end of the day and it shows so mm-hmm. if you're still listening to this weird the company thank you so very much for giving us something to love over the past five years thank you anything else someone want to say something um. heartfelt
2: I want to add to the feedback feedback, along with just like letting us know that you listen and you're enjoying us. We do take suggestions and ideas and stuff like that and run with them. Oh, yeah, we'll so, talk about anything. Yeah, if you have something you want to hear us talk about,
1: please just let us know. If you want to be on the show,
2: if you want to be on the show, tell us. We,
1: we literally we love having guests. We don't care as long as you have a microphone. yeah, that that's
3: literally how Nate and I got on here. You need
1: a microphone really and like- an opinion.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Microphones. We can get microphones. Yeah, the more people we, I can say the dumb more shit. People we
1: can get from the community to talk the better because mm. people get bored mm-hmm. of listening the same. People get bored of me talking about Ironsides. No, they don't. So the fact that, that that's we, why you more More people. The more people to- Shut up. <laughs> Is that just the more like hardcore fans we can get on the show, the better. Because I know there's someone out there that absolutely loves Lady Justice. There's someone out there that absolutely loves Lucius.
2: There's someone uh, out there who loves Sonia Cred. You weirdo.
1: Yeah, uh, come on the show. Yeah, I want to. We know who <laughs> that is. Your wife. I'll is. fight you. <laughs> when,
3: and on top of, e- even if you don't want to be on the show, if if recording and hearing your own voice is not your thing most of the questions we answered tonight or discussed tonight came from people in the community on the discord. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a conversation. This is just our half of it going out to everybody in the community. And tonight, especially we were, you know, celebrating the fact that, that steam powered scoundrels has been here five years and therefore focused a little bit more on the show itself than the game, but we've become part of the community. And that's the great thing is it it's fan made. And it grows that
1: way. Let me fillet myself and say that the Steam Powered Scoundrels logo is really awesome. I'm still really proud of myself for that logo. for over
0: five years. It's a good logo. <laughs> I didn't know you were that flexible.
1: <laughs> oh, man. I came up with the name, first of all, because I wanted something that was not directly applied to Malifaux. In the off chance, like, the game died, but we fell in love with something else. But that didn't happen. Thank God. Malifo is still going awesome. Yes. Yes. And, yeah, that's how Steam Powered Scandals came about, because it seemed very applicable to Malifah both and the idea of Steam Powered something being a construct and then something being a dick, which is kind of like us. Uh, which ended end up so. co- coming up with the, the, uh, the logo of Ferris. We call him Ferris, F-E-R-R-O-U-S, indicating, like, iron, if you know chemistry and all that other stuff. And he ended up being an RPG character. And I love Ferris. Yeah, I really like that logo. It's like, hey, bowler hats, mustache, very dastardly, but like the steam gauge is the eye. I'm proud of that, okay? Let me be excited over the little bit of... Yeah, it's good. The only thing I absolutely regret, and no one has pointed this out to me, and thank you for that, but I intentionally misspelled the name because the word steam-powered is actually hyphenated. I knew that from the very beginning it was hyphenated, but the thing is is that I really liked the font... I used for the logo. The problem oh is that font the, the font did not have a hyphen. So it was either like use that font and not have a hyphen or find a less interesting font and with a hyphen. And I say like fuck it. That'll be part of our character is that we've misspelled steam powered. So uh, I also expect you No, know, I don't
0: I don't think anybody knows that. Every time
1: I, I look at that logo, I'm like Oh, shut up Roman <laughs> every time but okay I think I've spilled all of the secrets for for Steam Pirate Scoundrels anything else anyone want to say or we can wrap this up and let Roman go to bed okay
0: five more years of five, new secrets five, <laughs>
1: five more years it all really depends years. on as long as weird keeps going and the community doesn't ostracize us for our opinions on fuck yurts <laughs> we'll still be here guys <laughs> And hopefully we will provide you some entertainment, some enjoyment and make this community just a little bit better. Cause we're having a ton of fun, but we want you to have fun too. All right. Cheers to that. Okay. And Ooh, so goodness. we'll, we'll call it a night. Thank you so much. All hosts of steam powered scoundrels, Victoria, the progenitor, the first lady of Malifaux. Oh
2: no. Don't call me
1: that. I'm going to call you that. Deal the first it. steamer. Oh, no. God. Steamer prime.
0: Steam. <laughs> the original steamer. Patient zero.
1: <laughs> the steamiest. <laughs> good night. Okay, romaine lettuce.
3: Always good to be here, especially for big steps like this. Here's to five more years. Here's the five Thanks more for years.
0: Nate, with your <laughs> trash can that we can't see. Yep i'm <laughs> i'm i'm your i'm your local dumpster fire, and I'm ready for five more years of being a dumpster fire. Yeah, okay. let's and- go. Last
1: but not least, me, the guy who, like, I i am not going to take credit as, like, the progenitor of Steam Steambound Scoundrels, really, it's, it's Victoria pushing me no. along and, no, like, I would not have started this without you. I would not have kept this up without you, so shut up. You're my muse. Let's go with that. Let's be romantic. You're my muse. You're the reason that this podcast still exists. But I'm the loudest one, so I will say that I'm I'm big daddy scoundrels <gasps> dog. Thank you very much. Daddy Steam. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you for listening to this episode, this far in. And as I always say, we always say, every last one of us, fun is always king. Enjoy your Malifaux. And here's to five more
0: years. Yeah. Yeah. Fun is always king. Bye. 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 Bye.
1: songs used in this production are Villainous Treachery and Five Card Shuffle. All music is created by Kevin MacLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons.